with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this, the 15th day of December, 10 days to Christmas, 2023. This is the Horn, headon.live. is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the great globe round. And where if you are listening live and you pop in the uh, horn chat room, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That's Theo and Squeaky and Kidmark and Anatole. And capably moderated by horn chief agronomist, chief mathematician, bud trimmer emeritus, and zimmergist Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin. If you happen to be listening via the podcast... It would be quite helpful if you would be so kind as to like each episode. Uh, and if you would uh, subscribe on multiple platforms in case, you know, because sometimes they don't show up just everywhere. And hey, we'd like to uh, welcome a new podcasting platform that is now carrying the horn, Odyssey. The link is on the horn homepage, headon.live. Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, as in the Odyssey, no, it's not like the O-D-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, no, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, maybe be one of, might be one of your uh, backup, backup sources for the podcast, yeah, um, so, uh, th- hey, thank you for that, Brother Deacon Asa, thank you very kindly. No, like and subscribe, please. Push the like button. Push the subscribe button. And offer up your thoughts on the, uh, uh, you know, make a comment on the podcast. It's really helpful. And we're seeing some growth in the numbers. And that's terribly helpful, uh, especially when we're having technical problems with the other platforms. So there we go. Like I said, it's Friday on the front porch. It is the 15th of December. And, you know, uh, we've got some stuff to talk about today, and I don't. I think some of it's not going to make us cry. Others of it may actually 
definitely make us weep. But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So we say thank you on this 15th day of December to our pay, uh, PayPal subscribers and others. Thank you, Robert, uh, so very kindly. Robert is our lone subscriber on the 15th day of the month. If you would like to be a member of that few, we happy few who help to keep this all on the air with a subscription, this would be a good day for that. Become a subscriber on the 15th. Mm-hmm. So the fundraising goal stands at uh, to finish the week. So that means we've got um, $145 to finish Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and today are all unfunded. Um, Frankly, we need a little community-made miracle. As soon as I'm off the air here, I'm going to get in under the wire and try to have health care if we can raise a little bit of money so that I can have insurance coverage through, uh, in well, at least try to maintain it in 2024. Fingers crossed. I said that, uh, I said that, the, well, let's just say this is, let's just call it schadenfreude Friday, schadenfreude, schadenfreude. There, yes. The jury's in with regard to Rudy Giuliani having slimed Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Remember, in that case, administered by Judge Beryl Howell, she had already determined that, in fact, Rudy Giuliani was liable for all the hell and damnation that he unleashed on those two innocent women. Um, yeah, the jury came back with a vengeance. You might recall that most of the news stories prior to uh, the trial, you know, Rudy Giuliani could face up to $43 million in damage. No, no, no. <laughs> um, the jury in that case came back, and they did. They started writing numbers, and then they wrote zeros till their hands cramped. I'm so damn proud of that jury. They told Rudy Giuliani to pay Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss $148 million. I, I... Frankly, I don't think Ms. Freeman or Ms. Moss will ever see much, if any, of that. But what they do get to do now is torment. Yes, they get to torment Rudy Giuliani the way he tormented them. They can pull a Fred Goldman, O.J. Simpson on him. And every time he makes a nickel, a representative for Ruby and Shay can be standing there saying, we'll take that. That's ours. And, you know, this isn't some sort of Greek tragedy. All Rudy Giuliani had to do was not be a complete, utter, and total 
dirtbag. Unfortunately, uh, well, that was beyond Rudy's abilities. Anybody who saw the second edition of the Borat films and him reaching to unzip his fly thinking he was talking to a beautiful young Eastern European journalist knows exactly who the hell Rudy Giuliani is. Right, Roger. Roger says, no, they get to use the system to torment Rudy. Hence, they get to do it legally. True. True. The funny thing is, it didn't take the jury any time at all. (laughs) Steve in New York said, I just shed 148 million tears. All of them happy. Yes. Yes, he, he he defamed Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. And apparently um, things are not wonderful over in the Giuliani camp. They showed up in court this morning. Um... Giuliani and his pettifogger, Joe Sibley. CBS News' Scott McFarlane, uh, with his report from the courtroom, said that uh, Rudy and Joe aren't speaking to each other. Not at all. In the courtroom, they even pivoted their chairs away from each other so they wouldn't have to look at each other. Because, among other things, in his... uh, closing argument yesterday he said look my client's old he's a flat earther he's not going to change ow ouch and so the jury awarded in record time I mean I don't even know that they had time in the jury room to eat all the donuts Now let's just uh, let's just get the verdict in there and go the hell home for Christmas. The jury gave thirty-six million dollars each to Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, her daughter, and then uh, they said. On top of that, pay another $75 million in punitive damages. Damages designed to punish him for just how horrid his behavior was. Now, Joe Sibley had told jurors earlier in the week... A verdict like that would be the end of Mr. Giuliani. Apparently the jurors took that into account and said, Really? You promise? Don't threaten us with a good time. 
these damages sounded in a dignity tort, defamation, intentional infliction of emotional distress because he admitted that he said the things he said and, and also admitted that he knew they weren't true. And Giuliani has only himself to blame. He stood there this past Monday saying, Everything I said was true, and I'll talk all about it on the stand. And then he didn't. And, well, I, I, don't, I don't know how good or bad a lawyer Joe Sibley is. Because a lawyer is only as good as the evidence and clients he has and witnesses uh, with which to work. Um, Joe Sibley at one point said, My client, as you saw last night, that would be Monday night, likes to talk a lot, unfortunately. And so today, they sat in the courtroom like a couple smack dab in the middle of a divorce with their backs to each other and not speaking. Now, before the verdict ever came in, the morning zoo crew over at MSNBC, and I was awake bright and surly, were having their fun. Um... Darlene Connecticut saying, wow, for once, a couple of black women got, get to own a privileged old white man here in the good old USA. 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 Yep, I'd say that jury award just helped make America great. What a pity they can't learn from it. So there will be post-trial, you know, there will be post-trial practice, post-trial motions, motion to set aside the verdict and whatnot. And there will be talk of, you know, we'll appeal and they'll never see a dime if we're as long as we're appealing and we're going to. And so they'll probably they may they may settle. I mean, thirty six million dollars a piece ain't shabby. And but no, I think I, I think if, if I'm, I'm thinking their counsel is going to want him to pay some kind of punitive damages. And the jury's in. So it's not going to be no admission of liability kind of stuff. Steve in New York, lawyer that he is, said, Rudy's lawyer, let's be honest here, his lawyer had no other course of action. His single strategy was to minimize the pain. With a uh, cock knocker like Rudy, that was simply not possible. Well, Rudy could always dig out the dig out that dress he put on for Donald Trump and go out and get to work on the streets. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, I'm enjoying this way too much. Uh, Steve has awarded Darlene a cowbell for uh, that verdict made America great. I agree. I, I I concur. I concur, Steve. I concur. 
uh, Lee in New York pointing out $148 million. Giuliani does not have the money. He can't, he can't even afford decent hair dye. You got the idea? You get, do you get an idea of what kind of Friday this is going to be? Because, yeah. Yeah, he can't even afford the uh, store, the uh, name brand Grecian formula. Uh, he buys greasy formula hair dye, as we saw in Philadelphia back in the summer of 2020. Greasy formula. See what I did there? Yes. Uh, they will split his assets, Lee in New York says. Will they flip a coin and the loser gets Giuliani's apartment? Oh. God. The surf pro work alone could take a generation. That's an unpaid product placement for surf pro. Uh, but, yeah, they were having fun. Uh, with Rudy there on my filthy morning habit today. Friday, December 15th, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is calling Republicans bluff on border security. He's delaying the upper chamber's recess in hopes of hammering out a deal on foreign aid, which includes critical funding for Ukraine. We'll get into that. Also ahead, how the Biden campaign is trying to capitalize on the impeachment inquiry into the president. Plus, Rudy Giuliani's defense team takes a very odd strategy in closing arguments in his defamation case. I'll tell you about their pitch to the jurors. With us this morning, we have columnist and associate editor for The Washington Post, David Ignatius, member of the New York Times editorial board, Mara Gay, host of the podcast On Brand with Donnie Deutsch, Donnie Deutsch, and the co-founder of Punchbowl News, John Bresnahan. Uh, so, Joe, it looks like the Senate may be coming back in for a day or two to try to figure this out, but still a long shot to get this deal for Israeli aid, for Ukrainian aid, because it is tied to immigration. I think it's a long shot, I think, at the same time. It's one of these things that... And how people run around with their arms in there. Again, it's, it's, it's like uh, the extending, uh, you know, raising the debt ceiling. They always find a way through. They're going to find a way to support aid to Israel. They're going to find a way to not let Vladimir Putin have the keys to Kiev. They're going to find a way to come up with a really tough uh, deal on the border. The Biden administration doesn't want to seem too eager. Uh, right now in the opening rounds of the negotiations. I think they'll get there. I think the more interesting thing is what basically uh, the Roberto uh, Duran defense in Rudy Giuliani's case yesterday, where, the def where Rudy's defense lawyers basically went, no, Moss, he's crazy. He's a flat earther. <laughs> What do you want us to do? I mean, I didn't even, not even much of a defense. I mean, the guy, the guy I think is going to be financially ruined because he's lied uh, about these two workers. Uh, their lives were put at risk. Uh, and time and time again, uh, Giuliani would, would go out, say terrible things about the court, say terrible things about them. Uh, but again, his own defense attorneys repeatedly called him a flat earther. Basically said he was crazy, couldn't help himself. Uh, and I mean, looking at that picture, who in the world would come to that conclusion, Willie? <laughs> I mean, it has been an extraordinary ride. So we're in the penalty phase of this now. How much money are the two election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, going to get? It looks like it's going to be a big number, a as you lot. say. 
But at the beginning of this, when he was found liable, he did say in filings, Rudy Giuliani, I said things that weren't true. I made things up about them, and for that I'm sorry. Then he comes here to the penalty phase, and he goes out in front of a bunch of cameras and said, everything I said was true. He's been all over the place. So then we land in a place, as you described, Joe, yesterday, where his lawyers just went out and said, he's like, they call him a flat earther. You weren't making that up. He's like a flat earther who just believes all these lies and will not give up on these lies. And so I think what you can expect, and perhaps a message to other people as we enter another election, He's going he's gonna to have to pay a lot of money, and he doesn't have much money left at this point. He's had to have Donald Trump yeah. hold you know, fundraisers for him at Mar-a-Lago. He's going to have to give up a lot of money. And the lesson, hopefully, perhaps, is that you cannot attack people with lies in this way that turns their lives upside down and causes them so much pain. He's in trouble here. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, and also fascinating, we've got David Ignatius back. Uh, Willie, I can't wait to hear his take on what's happening in Israel. A lot of things going on there. Uh, and it split. got it uh, got uh, it got heated uh, later in the program. You know, I say I, I say that every time that uh, Professor Eddie Glaude Jr. of Princeton appears on the program, the collective IQ goes up about a hundred points. And Joe was having a hard time comprehending some things because Eddie Glaude Jr. said, listen, being upset with Israel is not the same thing as anti-Semitism, which is an absolutely true statement. But somehow Joe couldn't quite comprehend that. Oh, well. Um, Oh, I I misread that. An altar cocker was what Steve in New York said. Uh, with an altar cocker like Rudy, that was simply not possible. I thought it was a typo for cockknocker because Steve uses that term from time to time. Um, Steve explaining, altar cocker is Yiddish for a super ultra crotchety old man. Point, point taken. I have learned a new thing today. Yay me. Yay you. So there's there there's there's been a, a, a quite a bit of squirreliness today over on CNN. They had a package about the campaigns of uh, the uh, former U.S. ambassador to Bonomo, Nimrata Haley, Nimrata. Nikki Haley, we don't know what her name would be on the ballot, uh, as well as the campaign of, well, Ron Monkey Up DeClantis, who only became governor of Florida in the first term with the help of real-life, no-kidding Nazis. Kate Baldwin and John Berman were listening along when they they heard the music that Monkey Up is using for his events in New Hampshire. And sometimes that vaunted journalistic objectivity just goes right out the window. New this morning, Nikki Haley has announced she has accepted the invitation to take part in the CNN presidential debate in Iowa. It's all going to happen just days before the Iowa caucuses. And that is definitely not lost on Nikki Haley herself, as she's challenging Donald Trump to finally show up to face off 
in one of these debates. From Iowa to New Hampshire to all of the early primary states, all of the candidates are heading out, hitting the trail in a big pre-holiday campaign blitz. CNN's Steve Contorno is in New Hampshire. Steve, you're following Ron DeSantis today. What's his strategy as, he, as they not head into, they sprint into this final stretch before Iowa? Okay, he's going to have an event in New Hampshire right behind me there, setting up for it right now. He'll be speaking in about an hour. And his message to voters here essentially is... Are you hearing the music? I'm hearing the music. Because that is where he has put most of his campaign's energy and resources into. And it's a state where they believe they can manufacture a surprise in the Iowa caucus. But that has been somewhat frustrating for his New Hampshire supporters here. This is a state that demands the candidates give them a lot of face time. And he just hasn't put that much focus here as as he has put into Iowa and that is going to create some trouble for him going forward because really don't care about the content does monkey up even know where he is on the path to the nomination and it's a state where Nikki Haley uh, just secured the endorsement of the state's popular governor so a lot of headwinds for him in New Hampshire now he is far from the only candidate who will be on the campaign trail uh, this weekend it's going to be an all-out blitz by these candidates as you mentioned we have Nikki Haley who will spend Sunday through much of next week in Iowa a state where she is trying to turn her momentum into some support and potentially uh, put a surprise strong show bless that young that dude's heart he's trying real hard uh, and then we have Vivek Ramaswamy who is going to be all over Iowa over the next two days and of course Trump the dominant frontrunner in this race he is going to be in New Hampshire tomorrow Nevada on Sunday and then he will go back to Iowa on Tuesday this is a, 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 a more of a pickup of of campaign events for him. We have not seen uh, the, well, the former president on the campaign trail at this sort of pace, but it's just stressing the urgency that we're seeing here, and he's out there trying to remind his voters, yes, <laughs> this we are is in killing the lead, me. but you have to vote, Kate. Absolutely. Steve Contorno in New Hampshire for us. Thank you. John. I wonder if they're going to play Freebird. Um, I, 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 do I demand it. I do want to note that New Hampshire is not Alabama. <laughs> what? And Ron DeSantis is not from Alabama. What? It's just an interesting choice of music. I'm just going to say that. Uh, beyond that, we're talking <laughs> about these candidates trying to run against Donald Trump. There's this new poll from Pew, which... God, he is. Monkey Up is such a dweeb. He is such a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Oh, my God. In Birmingham, they love the governor. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, we all did what we could do. And the next line, well, Watergate does not bother me. Does your conscience bother you? Well, I'm okay. Um, I've said in the past that Maine is like probably the West Virginia of New England. Maybe that means New Hampshire is the Alabama of New England. I'm just surprised they didn't use the Kid Rock song that samples both Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama. And we, what, what's well, how's that lyric, Kid Rock lyric go? And we listened to that shit all summer long. I mean, that's some art, y'all. I'm so glad it's Friday on the front porch. Here in about a half an hour, we'll we'll go across the river and over the river and the, through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves. And I don't know if we can talk. 
I mean, there was Nitwit Nero using you can't always get what you want and pissing Keith Richards off by the day. By the way, is it, is it, I, I trust some of us have heard the new Stones album, seen maybe the new Stones video. It's a rocker, the, 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 the first single out is. I mean, it came out a couple of months ago. I, I've listened to it several times. And you know what? I never once felt the urge to say about Mick and Keith, either one of them, he's too old. Right. Sweet home Alabama. In New Hampshire. Because Pepperidge Farm remembers. Hmm. Isn't that just precious? I Going back to the Rudy Giuliani trial for just a second. There was reporting... I mean, I'm thinking Joe Sibley knew what was coming his client's way. Uh, there were eight jurors on that panel in the trial held before Judge Beryl Howell in Washington, D.C. More on her in a moment. During Ruby, Ruby Freeman's testimony when she explained to the jury that she couldn't even use her real name anymore. Well, two women in the in in the jur on the jury were uh, seen to be uh, wrought. And so um, on CNN, Andrew Rice of New York Magazine spoke to Laura Coates yesterday evening talking about what he, what he saw from the jury as they heard the testimony of those two defamed women. We're responsible for stealing the entire state of Georgia. So they had the whole weight of, of, of a lot of hatred come down on them as a result of that. Um, and, Andrew, what I want to know, though, was to the jurors, how were they reacting to it? That's what I'm, I really want to understand. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the jurors, you know, as jurors are supposed to, I mean, they didn't betray a lot of emotion. I will say that at one point in the testimony um, yesterday when uh, Ruby Freeman, uh, the, the mother and the pair, was testifying, she she became very emotional. She started talking mm -hmm. about how she really couldn't use her name anymore. She you know, people knew who she was because of this ignominy attached to her name, and she couldn't introduce herself to people. She'd moved to a new place. She had to give up her home, move to a new neighborhood. She just felt like she didn't have an identity anymore. I saw one woman who was a you know, similar looking to, to Ruby Freeman in the sense that she was an older um, African-American woman, you know, mm -hmm. dabbing her eyes with, um, with a tissue. And, and, then, and then next to her, uh, a woman who was a white middle-aged woman also started, uh, seemed to be quite emotional. So hmm. I think, you know, it's only, only an eight person jury. So if two of the, two of the eight people are crying, uh, when the defendant is talk, or when the, when the plaintiff is talking, that's not good for the defendant. 
Andrew Rice, to say the least, you are correct. Thank you so much. Sure. Well, speaking of another trial, Marvel star John. Yeah, when the jury starts openly weeping during the plaintiff's testimony, well, at that point in time, although I suppose, maybe it didn't matter. Maybe the number didn't matter. Because Rudy Giuliani is already so broke that they could have returned a, a, a $1 billion verdict, and well, Rudy couldn't pay that either. But generally speaking, when the jury starts weeping, that's when defense counsel, say during the lunch break or something, kind of grabs plaintiff's counsel and says, hey, let's settle this. You think that happened? Or was, or, or, or was Sibley just under orders, under no circumstances whatsoever? Uh, were there to be any settlement negotiations? I don't know. And it is that time of year. Yeah, the Christmas season. Among other things, uh, Megan Kelly, remember... Uh, Santa is white, Megyn Kelly. Of course, Santa Claus is white, Megyn Kelly. Yeah, well... Um... Uh, Dino Badala, who has a gig on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, I've met him. Uh, we chatted a little bit in New Orleans a long time ago now. Megan Kelly calls for a boycott of Taylor Swift for attending Rami Youssef's comedy show that raised money to provide humanitarian relief for Palestinians. In response, Taylor Swift fans responded, Who the fuck is Megan Kelly? Uh, it, poor, uh, poor little nut Meg can't catch a break. Because Tay-Tay could buy her for what she thinks she's worth, sell her for what she's actually worth, and never notice the loss, which would be substantial. Of course what Santa Claus is white, Megan once said. And then Nitwit Nero lost his shit on Megan a few nights ago, about a week ago. After the last Republican maggot pageant in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you know, and Africa, the elephants 
teeth are firmly fixed within their skulls, but in Alabama, the Tuscaloosa. I'll show myself out. Uh, Megan Kelly was one of the moderators for that dog's breakfast of a pageant. And Nitwit Nero, having slimed her in the past, went after her and said, So many people are asking what I thought of history's lowest-graded presidential debate. So many people, I'm sure. And how I would rate the players. It's so easy to be a critic, but who on this subject would be better than me? To begin with, I thought Ron DeSanctimonious was terrible. With his bobblehead facial movements and his walking on eggs... But that sloppy Chris Christie was worse. He's not fit mentally or physically to be president, plus he suffers from TDS or Trump derangement syndrome at levels not seen before. In other words, he's a sick puppy. On top of it all, his poll numbers are just 1% in a class with Ada Hutchinson. Uh, He's dead, but so is Ron, whose weird bobbling head and fresh mouth make his high heels look good. He's walking on eggs. Birdbrain looked different and lost, but I give her second place. Uh, Vivek wins because he thinks I'm great. And then he turned to the moderation panel and said, The biggest loser is Megyn Kelly. What the hell happened to her? She's lost whatever she once had, which wasn't very much. Some things never change. Yeah, he went after her back in 2016, too. Some reference to blood or something. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was hard. Well, gosh, I'm not terribly broken up because, well, Megan Kelly's a horrible person. I was a little worried about her. Uh, bless her heart, she looked like she'd been contoured within an inch of her life. Her cheeks looked like she'd probably had some molars taken out. Oh, that's okay. It's just Megan Kelly. Lighten up. It's not like she's a decent human being or anything. Yes, I, well, I was quite. I didn't say it. Nitwit Nero said it. Arnold. Arnold said, <laughs> "You just said Ron's fresh mouth." Dear God, I told you it was going to be one of those programs. So anyway, here we are. Maggots, of course, live to go on the rattle trap social media platform owned principally, at least for the time being, by Tangerine Tiberius. You know, Tripe Social. And Tripe Social apparently has one or two advertisers left. Um, one One of which is some sort of streaming platform. And I guess there's a, a, a holiday movie out called Bringing Back Christmas. And the pop-up ad showed up on Tripe Social because... Well, I don't advertise. Anybody wants to advertise on Tribe Social, you can advertise. So this uh, Bringing Back Christmas features uh, Lee Allen Baker. And in the graphic, she's got a halo above her head. And Mark Christopher Lawrence is wearing a red crew neck sweater. And a Santa hat. And the minute that the maggots saw the Santa hat on Mark Christopher Lawrence, who is a black man, 
all the maggots began to hopping up and down and screeching and squealing and 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 and, and howling and braying and barking and yeah and began began to uh complain sorry but santa is not black And then another maggot said, conservative Republican waging war against the deep state, the demon rats. Uh, this, this is the maggot's bio. Satanist, globalist, and the NWO ultra maga. He posted, how about MLK Jr. being played by a white woman? Now, this is not, um, you know, bringing back Christmas is not has nothing to do with Disney, but... Well, the maggots, they're not any too smart. So one said, uh, Disney can go fuck themselves with that social engineering bullshit. Uh, another, cra- uh, what's that? Alter Cocker said, The first and foremost, uh, first and foremost, I'm white, but I don't consider myself racist. However, Santa is not and never has been a black man. Some things need to be left alone and unchanged. This is bullshit. Exactly why I have nothing to do with anything that involves Disney. If I have offended people of color, then so be it. This opinion is not meant to do that. Some things need to be left in their original form. <sighs> Grandpa Simpson not realizing, of course, that in its original form, St. Nicholas was probably not exactly the dude on the Coca-Cola posters. Right, with the red velvet suit and the white fur trim and the floppy hat. No, Saint Nicholas operated in what we recognize as Turkey now, and was brown, at least brownish. Yeah. And remember, all these comments are based on nothing but a graphic. A white girl with a halo and a black guy with some tinsel and Christmas lights and a Santa hat. <laughs> another another maggot says, this is woke trash. And another dude with onions hanging from his belt said... And it's not just this movie. Enough already. America has diabetes of diversity. Every cell is jam-packed with diversity. Can't take much more. Overloading. Virtue signaling is up to 10.5. Need medication. I'll say. A strict diet of no virtue signaling is needed. Help. Drowning in diversity. It has destroyed everything from university CEOs to vice presidencies. And that's the truth. Diversity is a shallowest form of decision-making ever used in history. And another individual with no idea, apparently, of animal husbandry or the shepherding of sheep said, Plus the fact Jesus our Savior was not born on 25 December, most likely in September, but the pagan church had to be inclusive. Jesus deserves his own day without the commercial distractions. (laughs) 
You want to give him Labor Day? Mary would appreciate Labor Day. There's a trailer out there for bringing back Christmas. Wonder what it could possibly be about. Just days before Christmas. Daniel Reese was ready to celebrate the season like never before. It sounds like I'm getting the promotion. Until you are amazing. We just don't have a job for you. I'm getting fired. Kicked to the curb right before Christmas. Now you've been stalking me all afternoon. I'm an angel. That's what we do. In need of a little hope, he'll find heavenly help. If God really cared about me, he would take me out of this mess. And ultimately see the world in a whole new light. <laughs> You're going to come with me and I'm going to introduce you to people who've had some hard knocks too. Just take the hand, I'm Annie. I'm going to bite you. Hello, <laughs> Barnabas. Hello, Barnabas. Good day. <laughs> this guy with the camera. And the next thing you know, he's transported back to the Middle East. And I guess the white lady is, yeah, she's an angel, and oh, gotta give it to her. A lot cuter than Clarence, but Clarence had more personality. Look who's so important. Everyone has a camel nowadays. When are we gonna get one? Oh, really? That, yeah, with the Jewish accent, even. Well, how about that? No, 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 we're going to stick with the donkey. Let's cut to the chase. Your son, Joseph. In love with our daughter Mary. Uh, Mother God! The Holy One who is to be born. Yeah, no, wait a minute. That, that, that's got Joseph getting married to Mary. Only no. Betrothed to be married is not done hitched up. Because if they'd gotten hitched up, that whole virgin son of God thing would have quickly been out the window will be called the Son of God. And the plans he has for you, oh my goodness. Is this really what God wants? Joseph, oh, it's... I, 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 sorry, I mean a moment. Just give me a sign. Rediscover faith as hope is reborn. Welcome to the Bethlehem Inn. How may I help you? Really? Somebody actually put welcome to the Bethlehem Inn into a script and it got greenlit? For production. <sighs> Further proof that the suits at the studios really don't do much to earn all that all that money. But there is a great deal of Christmas hissy fying. Chris Chrissy miss fying what? I don't know. Uh Since it is Friday. Oh, wait, what? Uh, Steve in New York says, Emery and Marveline, don't dare tell them that Jesus was a Palestinian. Oh, good Lord, no. Also, don't tell them that he wore a dress every day of their life. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all in one. That is literally the definition of non-binary. Really? Uh, oh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs has put a $25 challenge on the table for Rudy's jury verdict. Thank you, Ralphs. Uh, and I can promise that not a penny of it, if that challenge is met, 
will go in any way, shape, form, or fashion to uh, Rudy Giuliani. No. Well, like I said, if we can actually have a little bit of a Friday on the front porch community made miracle, um, going to pay some bill, and I've got till midnight to select a health plan if I can pay for it. So that's my little Christmas miracle, miracle. So there's another movie out there that's getting quite a bit of uh, press. Uh, It's over on Netflix. It's the number one film in the United States on Netflix this week. It's a bit of a thriller. It's called Leave the World Behind. It's based on a a very popular novel by an uh, author named Ruman Alam. It's got one of those, well, there's no zombies, but there's some sort of mysterious something or other that brings on something that feels an awful lot like a, an apocalyptic situation. Julia Roberts is in it, Ethan Hawke. Um, uh, Mahala Harold, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, Pandemonium in Gotham. And it was executive produced by uh, Barack Obama. And at one point um, in the film, as chaos is breaking out in New York City, the character Ruth Scott, played by Mahala Harold, says to her daddy, George Scott, who is played by Mahershala Ali, um, she says, if the world falls apart, trust should not be doled out easily, especially to white people. Well, goodness gracious sakes alive. Uh, Former actor and uh, unemployable troll crank James Woods immediately ran to social media. Uh, He ran to shitter and put up a shit saying, The Obamas are two of the most influential people on the planet. Politics aside, you have to agree that their potential power to create good in the world is monumental. That's why seeing that power used to promote racial hatred is deeply disappointing. Over one line. If the world falls apart, trust should not be doled out easily, especially to white people. And I guess James Woods has never been closer to black folks than maybe walking past the uh, the, uh, the canned soul food in the grocery store. But that's, that's, that's a truism that is spoken in many black families. Don't just run around trusting white folks. But it wasn't just James Woods, Kaylee Maganini, Kaylee Maganini, former professional liar in the White House, who now has a gig at Fox News TV Radio Rwanda, said, 
Why isn't the headline, the former president reviewed a script embedded with this racist line, and how did it get through? Funny thing is, the line has absolutely nothing to do with the progress of the film. Probably going to watch it over this weekend. Like I said, it's on Netflix. That's an unpaid product placement for uh, Barack Obama and the production company. Um, Mr. Obama, uh, the mailing address for the horn for that unpaid product placement, should you wish to pay for it, is the horn, 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB 318 Beckley, B-E-C-K-L-E-Y, WV25801. Remember us? Uh, you wanted to make us the Saudi Arabia of coal. And uh, make, make checks pay checks and money orders payable, please, to Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-I-D. Mm-hmm. It has been a very dumb day. Um, Arnold saying simply, fuck whatever movie that is, the previous clip. Please tell me Rudy's guilty. Well, I cannot tell you Rudy is guilty, Arnold, because it was a civil suit. No one is ever found guilty in a civil suit. But he was found liable for $148 million in damages, $36 million for Ruby Freeman, $36 million for Shea Moss, and $75 million in punitive damages. So it's not exactly guilty. But liable is much more fungible in the long term. And uh, speaking of professional trolls, professional troll Leon Scum, derpy Batman villain and maker of dick rockets, who will never have the courage to get aboard one of them, Uh, has since declared that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, must die and says that they're all discriminatory. He says that uh, DEI, while it was the purpose was to end discrimination, have replaced it with different discrimination. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, white like me coming out uh, in, in in bookstores and movies and rattle trap platforms everywhere from X. Yes. Fight Like Me by Leon Scum. It just never ends. Uh, Christmas and Netflix, Lee in New York, obligatory Star Trek reference. Star Trek Prodigy arrives on Netflix on Christmas Day. Uh, in my opinion, it is the best of the five latest Trek series. Did I see Prodigy? I don't recall. Uh, Strange New Worlds, yes. Well, we'll start watching on Christmas Day. 
And then this. First there came the news by the Washington Post that almost half of the airstrikes carried out by Israel um, half of the airstrikes have been by what are referred to colloquially as dumb bombs. In other words, no guidance whatsoever. Just drop it and see where it hits. That's from a U.S. intelligence assessment. And people who understand things like bombing campaigns are pointing out that that's probably why the death, the civilian death toll, the slaughter of Palestinians is as high as it is and continues to be and continues to grow. Ah, Prodigy is an animated series. Okay, thank you, Randy Radar. Almost half of the bombs are dumb bombs. They don't care who they kill. Uh, the IDF has used more than 29,000 air-to-ground munitions on Gaza since October 7th, and only 55 to 60% of them, according to a new assessment from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, have been precision-guided. Yeah. And of course, I said a while back, and sometimes, sometimes I hate being prescient. There's no magic involved or anything, but I hate it just the same. I pointed out that there's every likelihood that the Israelis have killed some of their own hostages with this indiscriminate bombing. We have confirmation. The IDF said of this, the, this particular incident, the IDF expresses deep remorse over the tragic incident and sends the families its heartfelt condolences. Our national mission is to locate the missing and return all the hostages home. Well, three of them are coming home in a box because... Israelis blew them away. Shijaya neighborhood of Gaza City was the setting in which three of the hostages were wasted by members of the IDF itself. They were out in the open. No one knows if they had escaped their captors or simply been turned loose. But the IDF used those highfalutin automatic weapons that we provide them to chop three Israelis into chutney. One of them was Yotam Haim. Another was Samar Talalka. The third has not been identified. The IDF emphasizes that this is an active combat zone in which ongoing fighting over the last few days has occurred. Um, 
they the IDF wasted the three Israeli hostages, blew them away. Only hours after the IDF had recovered the bodies of three other hostages that they may have killed, for all we know. And the IDF has lost, what, 10, 12 uh, personnel uh, in, in heavy fighting in the last couple of days. <sighs> and the slaughter is not going to stop. We could stop it. We could just say, hey, no more bucks. Well, but then again, the Republicans are doing a pretty good job of that in the House, aren't they? We're not going to spend a nickel on nobody until we until we really shit on people at the southern border. That's our purpose in life. We want to shit on the brown people. And frankly, they kind of, I, I, you know, one gets the idea that the maggots in the House and, for that matter, the Senate are perfectly okay with a uh, massive crime against humanity taking place against non-combatant Palestinians. I mean, your average baby Palestinian is way too little to even throw a rock or let alone hold a rifle. And I mentioned we would have more on uh, U.S. District Court Judge for the District of Columbia, Beryl Howell. Without a doubt, one of the best jurists on the D.C. bench. Well, Elsie Stupidnik has filed a bar, a, a, a judicial ethics complaint against Beryl Howell. Her Honor uh, accepted an award on November 27th from the Women's White Collar Defense Association. They held a gala. I, I, I presume this is women who are trial lawyers and defend white-collar criminals. At that gala, Judge Howell said the following. See if you can find the unethical behavior here, because I even got out a scanning electron microscope and I can't find it. She said, my D.C. judicial colleagues and I regularly see the impact of big lies at the sentencing of hundreds, hundreds of individuals who have been convicted for offense conduct on January 6, 2021, when they disrupted the certification of the 2020 presidential election at the U.S. Capitol. As district court judges, we are all about the facts. Well... That was enough to light up Elsie Stupidnik. Still no word about Elsie Stupidnik uh, demanding a House hearing on uh, the middle school teacher in Georgia we discussed at the end of the program yesterday who told a little Muslim girl, I will drag you by the hair into the parking lot and cut your fucking head off, among other things that he said. Well, Elise Stupidnik said, I filed a judicial misconduct complaint against Judge Howell 
because election interference by judges destroys public confidence in the federal judiciary, tears apart the fabric of our republic, and is illegal. It must end now. See, she's all froggy because she got President McGill's pelt and nailed it to her door, the president of uh, Penn. But she's been stymied in her attempt to get the black lady fired from Harvard, Claudine Gay, because Harvard's governing board said she's not going anywhere. Staying right where she is. Now, remember, though, Elsie Stupidnik is a treasonous January 6th truther. She voted not to certify the election on January 6th. So she's convinced that Judge Howell is doing something wrong by honoring her oath to the Constitution. Now... Election interference by the judge. There's no, she hasn't interfered in in an election. Elsie Stupidnik is real mad about a quote by Heather Cox Richardson in Democracy Awakening. uh, Because Judge Beryl Howell referred to it. And the quote therein that the U.S. was at a crossroads, teetering on the brink of authoritarianism. She says that Beryl Howell promoted the Democrat political campaign theme that the re-election of Donald Trump equates to America choosing authoritarianism. I guess Elsie must have missed that quote where he said he would be a dictator on day one. God, what a moron. But Elsie Stupidnik um, is is brilliant. Just ask her. She'll tell you. Um, She filed a judicial ethics complaint against Judge Arthur Ngoron, saying he had clear judicial bias. Right. What, is she jealous of Iwanka? She want to does she want to cuddle up and cozy up and say, "Daddy, Daddy Donnie, Daddy loves Elsie." And this comes from uh, from Reuters, and I'd like a little better detail here because. At least we understand, because we got folks like Steve in New York on the ground to explain New York judicial and appellate process to us. Nitwit Nero's pettifoggers ran out today, desperate for something that smelled positive, and said, uh, oh, I, was, it, was it Alina Havana Havana Havana, counsel for the parking garage? I don't know. But you'll recall that 
Julius Geezer appealed the gag order in the fraud case to the appellate division. The appellate division yesterday said, no, the gag order stays in place. And so the pettifogger said, well, we're going to appeal that decision to the Court of Appeals, which is the highest court in New York. But what Reuters didn't explain was that that appeal is not of right. They're going to have to petition the court to accept it. And the uh, Court of Appeals may do the same thing that the Intermediate Court did and say, get the fuck out of here. But Reuters didn't mention that part. We are into the second hour of the program and uh, need to go ahead and connect to everybody in the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler elves. But this story, well, everything about Dobbs versus Jackson women's health is disturbing. This just lets us know a little bit more that the fix was in. Oh, uh, Darlene says, uh, don't hold your breath. Barack Obama was the best conservative president the Republicans ever had. Even so, I appreciate Barack Obama. No one rocked a tan suit better than he. Here, here. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't, I don't dislike him. I think if he had had a decent Congress to work with, his presidency would have been dramatically different. But he had to work with the likes of John Boner and Eddie Munster, all grown up. Um, Jeremy, you want to try that again? It, uh, it, it, it popped. I said yes, and then it wasn't connected. In the meantime, however, and this tells you a little bit about the deep, deep um, degree of judicial acumen that was brought to bear in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. Back when Sammy Badbreath, early in 2022, circulated his draft opinion in Dobbs, the one that reduced um, well what what does the what does the dissent say? From the moment of fertilization a woman has no rights to speak of. Yeah that well Sammy Badbreath circulated his draft opinion And within 10 minutes of receiving it. Now, the draft opinion was, because we always pay pay attention to the page count, the draft opinion was 98 pages long. I'm a pretty quick study. I read pretty fast. But within 10 minutes of receiving the 98-page draft opinion, 
Anne's boy Neil Gorsuch signed off on the uh, on the opinion. No edits, no spell check, no corrections to any of the citations. No suggestion to take out the witch-burning part of the opinion. None of that. Anne's boy, Neil, just said, Yup, I'm your boy. Go figure. But it wasn't just Anne's boy Neil Gorsuch signing off in ten minute within ten minutes of receipt. How do we know this? Well, the New York Times got hold of uh, sources. who told the New York Times all about it. And then the very next day, Fappy Thomas signed off, and then The Handmaid was the next fall, and a few days a few days later, beer-boofin' Brat Kavanaugh jined up. Y'all, the fix was in. No way around it. Um, let's go ahead and Go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and see who's gathered around the extraordinary ordinary round table. Hey y'all. No? Yeah, okay, try again. Well, I'm here. Oh, there you are, Roger. Hey, how are you? Let me kill the audio on the stream. And now I'm only audio with Skype, so everything should be cool. I'm here. Hey, Squeaky, how are you? I don't know what happened when Jeremy started to call... uh, I, I clicked join call and it dropped out. And then I clicked join call again and got in. Well, I kept so. uh, I, I kept trying to answer. I tried to answer Jeremy, then I tried to answer you, and it wouldn't connect. I don't know, but I, I used join call, so I presume you still are. I presume you're still running the call. Not, well, Jeremy is the one that started it today. I guess might be an a wall for three days, uh, kind of prompted him to jump in and I got no problems with it. I can just be a participant. No biggie. Well, how did, uh, how did your days away go? Your trip to the Oregon coast? Well, <clears throat> it was a nice high tide and, and there was some splashing. 
But, but unfortunately, the Pacific was living up to its name and uh, being rather peaceful. Uh, the, the best king tides are when there's a storm and uh, get some good breakers crashing in as well. But, I mean, you know, people were standing out there getting wet and getting the good old Pacific Ocean salt water wash on their cars there by the park area, which I was not parked there. But uh, no, it was good. And we found a nice little motel that uh, owner-occupied, not chain-style motel. Beautiful room overlooking the ocean. Uh, $80 a night, not bad. And uh, ate some good meals and kind of enjoyed a, a cool but not rainy couple of days. Sounds delightful. And tomorrow is the, the jam and jelly pickup, and I haven't heard from anybody, so unless I hear something, uh, I won't be expecting to pick up anybody's stuff. But then again, all the leftovers end up at our house anyhow, and I'll check the names and see if any well, of them are familiar. I, I, got, I got kind of tied up, and I mean, just my day-to-day. But I'm definitely down for... Uh, uh, one of the lemon curds. I just want to try it. Well, I suspect those have sold out, but I don't have the the official list in front of me. I suppose I could find it. Uh, but if there's any left over, I'll make sure I, I snag one for you. Okay, I appreciate it, Roger. I'm good for it. Uh, how am I going to get there? Um Robert is very low on the porch here. My audio? Yes. Huh. Let me see how my levels are. I can't. I think it's I, just you, Squeaky. She's, she's fine over here. I don't know. This call's weird tonight. I apologize for whatever happened. It wouldn't let me in either, even though I joined it and started it. How odd. Maybe there's a glitch going on with Spike. Guy. Possibly. By the way, uh, when I was talking about, un- well, uh, Brother Deacon Asa said, wait a damn minute. Why come you never asked Dick Howell for all the unpaid product placement, but the black man got to pay royalties? What the hell? What the hell wrong with you? Uh, the folks at Dick Howell are also black, okay? But they don't have they don't have Nobel Peace Prize money, Brother Deacon. So that's that's your answer there. So, Robin, have you heard who is officially turning against Trump now? Is this like in the last day or so? I, I yeah, I sent it on Twitter. But I don't know how true it is, but um, he doesn't get a free pass, and he's—I think he's even more of a net bull job than Trump. But supposedly, Alex Jones is turning against him. Oh, heaven forfend! Maybe maybe that maybe that whopping judgment from Sandy Hook is taking yeah. its toll. Yeah. Oh, Alex Jones is not crazy. He's a grifter. He's going to make money on fucking idiots. He's not stupid. He's not crazy. No, he's he's a grifter. I mean, he sells paleo chocolate chicken bone beverage, nutritional beverage. One of the funniest clips in the entirety of everything stored on YouTube is him having to taste it and watching him try not to retch. 
Jeremy, how's your week been? Busy because of uh, end of season priorities. Got to run up until next Friday, but I'll survive with two three day weekends in a row, so it'll be okay. They throw a good bash there. I guess so because I clean it up. I don't participate, so. Well, I mean, and 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 I, I'm glad you're there because I wanted to ask you based on that really really stupid clip. Um, you're you're right next door to New Hampshire. Is there a is there a deep seated Leonard Skinnerd fan base in New Hampshire? I like Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> I like their music. I'm not gonna lie, but I imagine. No, I don't. Ha- I don't. Music. I don't hate them either. I'm just trying to figure out how it is that Ron, uh, whoever. Whoever's DJing the the uh, house music for, and I don't mean house music, but the house music for the pre-show for Monkey Up's event there decided to blast "Sweet Home Alabama" up in. Then again, are there are there are there even any songs about New Hampshire? No, but there is a pretty famous uh, amphitheater center on. I'm trying to think. Um, it's where kind of like Sturgis is, but it's New England version of it. it. Happens every summer. There's a big concert venue up there. I go over there quite often, and Leonard Skinner was there countless times. I've seen Hank Williams Jr. there. I've seen a ton of people there. So it's they draw a lot of different bands from around the country there. So that might be where they know them from and heard them there before. That's all I can think of. I don't know. <clears throat> I was just thinking how culturally clueless. That entire campaign appears to be. But New Hampshire beats red. Have no, don't worry about that. I mean, they're not liberal at all. I mean, they're trying to pass a, a six-week abortion ban. Well, I do have some good news, Robin, on the Kansas front. Yes. Right now, 75% of the state is in favor of not putting Trump on the ballot. Wow. I wonder who the Republicans want. Oh, uh, I guess uh, nine out of ten Republicans in Kansas want his vi- his former vice president to run. Yeah, but Mike Pencil Neck Geek has already bowed out of the race. I know. They all said that he did the honorable thing on January sixth, no matter what happened, and showed his his true colors that day. No, he didn't. You mean he did his fucking job? Yeah, Yeah, he did his job. job. After he looked every way why he didn't have to. He asked everyone, including a guy who can spell potato in a fifth grade spelling bee, if he could do it or not. He's not horrible. He's a cowardly piece of shit, just like Trump is. He just hides it better. Don't hide your light under a bushel, Jeremy. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) All these people, I've discussed them with all of them. Every last one of them. Cowards in the last. I mean... I've never seen so much idiocracy in this country. Nope. Kind of makes 2016 look positively tame, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. God, Every you're, day you, it gets a little I mean, stranger. I, yeah, I think about, God, those Halkin days. It just, I can almost hear the Calliope when, uh, when, Jeb Bush sat there and said, please clap. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, gone are the days. Gone are the days. Oh, the good old days of the teabaggers when they were the worst of the lot. <laughs> when some of us were silly enough to say, well, it can't get any worse than them. <laughs> Christopher, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's and how's the, shiny out and here. How's, and I'll how's probably the, just stay on for a little bit and get Arlo out. I was going to say, and how's, how's, how's our baby boy Arlo? He's good. He's doing good. Let's see. He's resting now. He chewed up my shoelaces. I have to buy some new shoelaces. Well, you shouldn't have left the shoelaces out where he could get to them. Lead us not into temptation. That's what it's all about. Sparky is looking here. The beauty is, Chris, if you wait long enough, he'll return the shoelaces to you. Well, <laughs> press down and I'm shake them together. <laughs> I'm going to help you looking to see if there's little pieces. Hope not. I saw I saw a video the other day of somebody who had a beautiful golden retriever, and on the on the little reel it said, "Open your mouth, give it back." Give it back. And finally, the golden opens his mouth and a cell phone drops out. Oh. But anytime I'm in the kitchen, uh, Mr. Shadow, also known as Bob Barker, uh, if he's, and, and you know, my workstation there, my little chopping board and everything is within sight of him. When he's in his crate. And he'll just sit there and look at me. And I can feel his eyes just boring into me. And then he starts tap dancing if I turn around and open the refrigerator. Because he knows that's where... And I have to spell it this far away from him. He knows that's where the C-H-E-E-S-E is. Oh, he's a big fan? Oh. Big. That and begging strips. He loves those things. And since he's a big, heavy chewing dog, we get the extra thick, hickory, smoke-flavored begging strips. Let, let me ask you a question. Um, I've heard debates on rawhide. No. Is rawhide a no? No. 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 Why, any particular reason? Just they can't digest it? It's a digestive thing, and it's also a where-the-hell-did-it-come-from thing. Oh. I thought you could make your own. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but it's it, it it's of no nutritional value. I mean, and if you've got a big chewer, it's not going to last. Best bet's to get him a Kong. He will be so yeah. happy with it. Again, and like what Tracy was talking about, you can take that Kong and you can fill it with peanut butter and stick it in the freezer. And he will be as happy as can be. For quite a while, because he just can't he, he can't he can't get that all that frozen peanut butter out of it, and they're they're uh -huh. they're really hard rubber, so he it lots of you know he can chew all he wants to and not going to do any damage to that thing, or his teeth. No, or his teeth, right? And most of them have some sort of texture, little knobs or something, so they they kind of they kind of get stuff out of his teeth and um, 
Oh, it's, it's it, like a dental. It's like a dental cleaning on top of it. Yeah, almost. Yeah, and uh, uh, Shadow has Annette bought him one, and I didn't know. And I was at Kroger's, and I bought him another one. And he's got this big, hard stalk of broccoli. You know, it's nylon or whatever. And when he's got his broccoli, he walks around and looks like he's got a cigar, a green cigar in his mouth. Ah, ah, hey, yeah, it's curtains for you. Yeah, curtains. And it's just precious because when when we have um, when when we get on the, the the bed in my bedroom, he's not happy unless Annette's there and I'm there and he's between us. And once he's there, he'll come in and he'll bring one Kong, and he'll drop it by one of us. And then we'll pet him and play with him and tell him how much we love him for a little bit. And then he'll get up and go back and get the second Kong and bring it to whichever of one of us he didn't bring one to the first time. Uh-huh. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, it's terrible. These guys are amazing, aren't they? Oh, God. Hey, I'm looking in the chat. So, Stephen, is that breaking news? I didn't know. I didn't know that. The judgment came down. Oh, what, Rudy? Rudy Tootie. Yeah, a hundred and forty. Yeah. Hundred and forty eight million. Wow. That's a lot of money. Our dogs love carrots. Carrots are good for them. They each got three. Three baby carrots in the morning and three baby carrots at night. Aww. I, uh, my old dog that we had to put down earlier this year, Daisy, she used to like broccoli. Wow, I've never heard of a dog liking broccoli. Well, you think I'm sorry. Fair. I'm sorry for your loss. My yes. One of my dogs, when I was uh, a young teen, uh, was named Daisy. Daisy the Basset Hound. Oh, Basset Hound. She oh. was a sweetheart. Yeah, she was super sweet. All she wanted was belly rubs. Every time somebody came to the door, immediately she would just assume the position. Run to the and door like, and flop. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> well, you guys think that's weird. I've got a cat that eats green beans. Now that's really strange. That's bizarre. <laughs> Weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cat liking green beans. Wow, must be the crunch. That's really strange. I hope the mother and daughter turn around to what Eugene Carroll did. Sued Julia Lunny again for what he did in court the other day. When he came out and said, I'll prove they're lying after he admitted he was lying. Oh, that's a lovely idea. They can. I hope they do. And I certainly hope that the uh, head of the D.C. courts uh, rolls up... uh, Elsie Stupidnik's bar comp- or, uh, ethics complaint against uh, Beryl Howell and shoves it up her ass sideways. Elsie's sideways. <laughs> I mean, God, the toadyism is just. Ugh. Judgment Day is coming for these cast of characters, I swear. I hope so. It may be a long time coming, but it's it's coming. 
You know, I think sooner or later uh, Giuliani is going to fold on Whit Nero. I don't think he's going to have any choice. Well, he's he's already down, and and this was just one hundred and forty eight million dollars more because there's a massive like half a million dollar tax lien on his Florida property, property courtesy of the IRS. His former counsel uh, has, I think, a judgment against him for one point four million dollars. Well, and he's still involved in the uh, the the voting machine case. Who were they? Oh, are you talking about um, not Dominion, but uh, yeah, Dominion. Oh, yeah. The, uh, there's a then there's another one. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the name? I bet Darlene knows. Was it the other ones that were uh, the controversy in the uh, Ohio election with uh, Bush? Uh, what's it called? No, 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 no. No, it's not Devold. It's like the it's parent. It's a parent corporation to Dominion or a cousin corporation to Dominion. I am not sure, but I, they, they were they were they were having they they had big fun this morning on my filthy morning habit. Uh, they also uh, went after Comer Pyle. That poor dude's getting ro- uh, just getting roasted left and right. You know, they need to push back on this harder. So I do think it's yeah. interesting that these these swing district Republicans found that there's no real downside for them to voting for an inquiry. Well, you know, uh, two things. I'm so glad you brought up uh, Hunter's press conference the other day. This is not a guy. I, I, I don't think this is a guy they, they want to take on publicly, which is why, you know, even after he made the, rec- the, the recommendation that they would do it privately or publicly. Comer made that recommendation. You know, he melted like a little snowflake uh, when, when Hunter actually took him up on it and said, OK, I'll, I'll come testify publicly. And I don't know, maybe some people in Tennessee would say just wasn't man enough to take him on one on one in person. I don't know. Maybe that's the way they talk in Tennessee. We're far more enlightened than that, I guess, in the other states. But some people would say he wasn't man enough to even take on Hunter Biden in person. Uh, David Ignatius, though, I just I just um, because you and I are the only people old enough to remember 1984. Donnie, I think, was a high school senior then. You and I are the only people old enough to remember 1984. I, I want to take you back to 1983. And I'm not saying that Joe Biden is Ronald Reagan. I will say that Newt Gingrich said after the 2022 elections, at some point, we Republicans are going to stop being stupid and stop underestimating Joe Biden the same way Democrats underestimated Ike and Reagan over and over again. But Ronald Reagan in 1983 uh, in the Gallup poll uh, dropped as low as 35 percent in the approval rating. You, you remember how grim 82 and 83 were for Ronald Reagan, as do I, after his huge uh, landslide victory in 1980. Uh, in 1983, the year before the election, he averaged 41 percent approval ratings. That's about where Joe Biden is. He's averaged throughout his year before the election 41 percent approval rating. You add on top of that the news from this past week from the Fed chair, they're going to stop raising interest rates. They expect three interest rate cuts next year. The Dow just hit an all-time high. I don't know. I, I, if, uh, 
If I'm in Joe Biden's camp, despite all the negative headlines, just like the negative headlines Reagan got in 83, I'm looking ahead to some bright, sunny days in, in, in 2024 uh, economically. I mean, this, this talk about morning in America. You can stack up Joe Biden's numbers right now economically where what, what Reagan called morning in America and Biden's already doing better. And with three cuts in interest rates next year, what does 2024 look like? So, Joe, maybe uh, Biden can can be the gipper. Um, uh, you know, his his uh, aides, uh, Mike Mike Donnell, and other people in the White House should be should be asking him to repeat the phrase. It's morning in America, folks. It's more. It's you know, look at the numbers. Oh, wouldn't that look, be funny? Look at, look at the actual state of the economy. The, the thing that strikes me, uh, in addition to the the, the real uh, achievements that Biden has got in the economy and I think in foreign policy is the way that the Republicans keep walking farther and farther out on a narrower and narrower ledge and at some point I just have to believe they're gonna fall off the country simply isn't with them on many of these issues that they're that they're being so strident about and uh, you know know that sensible Republicans in the Senate understand that that's part of why they're weary what has infected the Republican caucus in the House, I don't begin to know. Uh, maybe trying to, trying to force a real border deal, uh, uh, that, or, or not force it, but offer it on the part of the Democrats. Uh, the issue the Republicans seem to care most about is a good strategy uh, in trying to break this logjam. But uh, again, yeah. this is a narrow ledge the Republicans are on, and they may well fall off. Yeah. Hey, by, by the way, Donnie, uh, Comer, uh, I didn't want to claim him for Kentucky because both my parents went to Kentucky and are huge Wildcat fans. But I, 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 Comer, I have to admit, I think he's from Kentucky. But let's, let, let's talk really quickly about that again in, in 2024. I know you were too young to remember 1984. Or maybe you didn't remember it for other reasons. But I wouldn't go out saying it's morning in America if I'm if I'm team Biden. But I would, as the year goes on, and if the numbers keep getting better, as interest rates drop, gas prices continue to drop, grocery bills drop, cost of living drops, job openings remain high, I'd start reminding me, hey, you know what, this is, you remember when Reagan said morning in America? You remember when he said that? Yeah. Inflation was like, I think it was like, you know, jobless rate 7.4% or something. Things are even better now than they were then. We still have a long way to go, but man, what great progress we've made since the last guy left the White House. I actually would cut a exact duplicate commercial morning in America, which you want people talking. Anytime you can put Ronald Reagan in the same sentence as Joe Biden, you're going to win. So I think there's two lanes here. There's the number one, it's morning in America. It's never been better here. And contrast Donald Trump nighttime in America and start to use the F word, the fascist word. Don't just say democracy is hanging on a thread. Say you will be a we will be a fascist state start putting cutting commercials together with mussolini in it with hitler in it i know everybody's going oh you can't do that you can't do that we will become a fascist state use the f word for donald trump morning in america for joe biden you can't have any more of a stark contrast morning and night i think that's right i also think that the president needs to start talking about the ways in which 
his policies, his actions, starting with the infrastructure bill, I would say, have actually improved lives for Americans who may not have IRAs. They may not be playing on Wall Street. They're not feeling the same things that we Mm -hmm. are talking about in this hour. But they will be. And those gains will come. Uh, Their lives may be more expensive (laughs) at the moment. And and people are feeling that. That's very real. And I think the president, that's a challenge. He's going to need to speak to that. But also, there has been an enormous amount of good that this president has done for Main Street. And he needs to start talking about that. And it needs to be louder than every other conversation the Republicans are having. All right, Mara, stay with us. Co-founder of Punchbowl News, John Bresnahan. John, thanks so much. Coming up next, we'll talk to a Melted like a snowflake. I agree. Biden start using the F word and calling him a fucking fascist. Well, you know when you've got a when you've got millionaires that like right there who are willing to use fat. It it was a long time before they got to where they were comfortable using that word. But I'm glad they are. He is a fascist. And I don't care how upset Elsie Stupidnik gets about it. I also wish they'd all start saying the obvious thing to normal people, like most of the people in this room, and I'd say most Americans at this point. When Trump gave that speech and was talking to Hannity and said, I'll be a dictator on day one, there is no day two with dictators. It's permanent. That, he's, it's an inside yes. joke, and people don't realize what he's saying. He's being moved. Exactly. Good point, Jeremy. Oh, by the way, the other uh, voting machine company, Smartmatic. Smartmatic. Yeah, thank you. uh, Thank you, Lee, and thank you, Matt, and thank you, Ralphs. It was right on the tip of my tongue. No, it wasn't. All I could think was Vegematic. And that led to Bassomatic. Tall, cool glass of bass. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Old person here. So we are well past the halfway mark of the program. We are a goose egg this evening. Ralphs has $25 on the table to get us down to... Uh, 12.95 in an effort to get last Monday covered. Don't make me destroy you all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to jump in on that, it would be most helpful. Uh, I see Emilio has come into the room. Yes? No? I saw you unmute. I wonder when Mr. Lindell's going to shut up. Never. Never.
Oh, uh, melanoma made a rare public appearance at the National Archives. Um, she was the featured guest at a naturalization ceremony at the National Archives for people um, being officially granted their American citizenship. That was special and hypocritical, and she 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 gave some remarks, and she said, "You know, I was uh, I remember when I first came to America, I was just a model, the model. That's what we're calling it now." Yeah, America, what a country. Yeah, right, yeah. But she came in on a genius visa. That's what I thought. <laughs> I wonder if she came to be a student of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Her parents came through with chain migration, which they quickly shut down after they made it through. Yeah. She brought her parents over on the chain. So you're saying we could uh, nickname her Dreamsicle Lips? Oh, uh, based on what Jeremy said a couple of minutes ago about uh, Ruby Freeman maybe and Shea Moss maybe turning around and re-suing uh, Rudy a la E. Jean Carroll, well, today... After uh, after the verdict, the $148 million verdict came out, uh, Ruby Freeman, speaking to, uh, speaking to media, said she wasn't exactly what you'd call done yet. Good evening, everyone. I am Lady Ruby. Today's a good day. A jury stood witness to what Rudy Giuliani did to me and my daughter and held him accountable, and for that I'm thankful. Today is not the end of the road. We still have work to do. Rudy Giuliani was not the only one who spread lies about us, and others must be held accountable too. But that is tomorrow's work. For now, I want people to understand this. Money will never solve all of my problems. I can never move back into the house that I called home. I will always have to be careful about where I go and who I choose to share my name with. I miss my home. I miss my neighbors. And I miss my name. I've heard some of you. Don't be sad for me. Don't waste your time being angry at those who did this to me and my daughter. We are more than conquerors. Pray for us as we continue to fight the good fight of faith. I tell my attorneys, Often, 
My friends say that God knew who to give this assignment to because if it had been them, they wouldn't have been able to go through this. God chose me to go through this because he knows that I would tell everyone whose path I cross about Jesus. I'm strong and my faith shall never waver. From day one, I said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If you remember one thing I say today, remember this. Faith is what carried us through the most difficult years of my life. And faith will carry you through hardships that you face in life. Understand that the devil is a liar. He is defeated and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Trust that God will keep and protect you. Believe that right makes might because it does. I thank God that I'm not intimidated by no one or their lies. Give thanks that injustice always surrender in the glorious kingdom of God and that he will always lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you. Good for her. And the takeaway is they're not done suing people. Good. Add to that $148 million, Ms. Freeman, you and your daughter. you got to remember, at one point, uh, Rudy Giuliani said, and this is when there was video of Mama handing a piece of candy to her daughter, who was sitting next to her as they were counting votes. Yep, mamas do that. There's a running gag that Tracy and I have talked about over the years about, you know, any self-respecting auntie or grandma is required to have chewing gum and candy in the bottom of her purse. And she passed, uh, Ruby Freeman passed a piece of candy to her daughter, which caused Rudy Giuliani to then shriek, they were passing hard, they were passing hard drives back and forth like vials of cocaine and heroin. It was a piece of hard candy. How vile that man is. I don't care if he is almost 80. And by the way, note coming in from George and Gold, subject line melanoma. Over at the National Archives, I hope they checked her underwear for classified documents when she left the archives. Remember Fawn Hall? Yes. I was thinking that same thing. I was thinking maybe she went up there because she was finishing reading, you know, finishing the reading material on the shitter. That they hauled back away. Yeah, and and uh, based on what uh, uh, what George said, and also what Cynthia said. Hi, Cynthia. Uh, uh, out of the house today, but Trump is a goddamn treasonous criminal. I bet he has that binder, unless he's already given it to Putin. Wouldn't surprise me. And what she's talking about is the search is on, according to a story from CNN. The search is on 
about a missing file that had extremely um, sensitive sources and methods. I heard yeah data in it about Russia. You know the Russian interference. Uh, there was intel in it compiled by NATO allies. Oh, they're going to be pleased. They can't find it. Hmm. And the last time it was seen, it was in the possession of Julius Geezer. CNN wrote, The intelligence was so sensitive that lawmakers and congressional aides with top-secret security clearances were able to review the material only at CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, where their work scrutinizing it was itself kept in a locked safe. The binder was last seen at the White House during Trump's final days in office. The former president had ordered it brought there so he could declassify a host of documents related to the FBI's Russia investigation under the care of then White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Uh-oh. The binder was scoured by Republican aides working to redact the most sensitive information so it could be declassified and released publicly. Now you're breaking up, Jeremy. Robin, can you still hear me? Yeah, I hear you, Ben. Something weird, weird has happened. Something really weird has just happened. Um, I can still hear you. You can still hear me. But on Skype, it no longer shows that I'm on the call. Uh, hold on here. I see you. Yeah, you're on the call. Yeah, my yeah I can see you. On my screen, all I'm seeing is uh, Jeremy's chat that I was having with him earlier. That's all I'm seeing. No, you got to close the chat. Yeah, but it, it, on the side, it doesn't show the Friday on the Front Porch at all. It, it... I, I, I don't know. Uh, just following up on, on all of this, um, Mark Meadows took the redacted copy back to the Justice Department of this binder. But still nobody can find the unredacted file. CNN continued, writing, U.S. officials repeatedly declined to discuss any government efforts to locate the binder or confirm that any intelligence was missing. The binder was not among the classified items found in last year's search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, according to a U.S. official familiar with the matter, who said the FBI was not looking specifically for intelligence related to Russia when it obtained a search warrant for the former president's residence last year. So, uh, you know, Cynthia, no Cynthia, I think you're probably right. Uh, he's either got it or he's already given it to Pooty and compromised a bunch of intel, intel resources. Or Jared sold it to the Saudis for $2 billion. That, or it's in a box with... Uh, it's in what's her name's grave with uh, with, I, with hole one. Yeah, it's on the first hole. Yeah, it's on oh, the first hole. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's in the rough. First hole's the best hole, Chris. We always remember that. Yeah. Oh yes, okay. It's in the first. Yeah. Co- I'll it's note it. that down. Christopher, Let me jot that down real quick. Yeah, Christopher, uh, Bill, or Rick, if y'all ever play Bed Monster, it's uh, it's in the first cut of rough on the first hole. Brings a whole new meaning to a hole in one without guessing. Yeah, if you land, if you land on it, you have to take a a, a, a one-stroke penalty and a drop. 
because see you can't be hitting right off of the grave because then you might you might chili dip and take a big hunk and the next thing you know you've done that's unburied her. That'll just be a grave mistake. I mean we can do on all oh. Oh. God, what a girl. No. <laughs> You're a bad, bad person, Jeremy. Bad. Oh, that poor llama. We're gonna have to shoot it. Never, never said that was nice. And uh, according to Ralph, the FBI is going to search Mark Meadows' home. It ain't there. I shudder to think what is there. Oh, I think... um, I I, I just... Um, I just saw that no longer scary South Beach Jerry no longer scary has joined us. Oh, no longer scary Jerry. How y'all doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you're coming in loud and clear. Robin, I've had like five microphones phone upgrades and two phone upgrades just so I wouldn't sound like crap on your show. Oh, it you, was all worth it. You, How y'all doing? You sound you sound darn good, good right now. I'm on Lincoln Road right now, just in uh, kind of pissy rain weather, about 70 degrees. Everybody's bundled up. Yeah, I hear it's y'all, are getting, y'all are getting, I hear y'all are getting hit, hit by some shit this weekend. It's actually, it's been all week. It's a winter low that's if it was up north, it'd be a blizzard here. It's kind of like an unenthusiastic tropical storm. You said 70, Jerry? Yeah, 70 degrees right now. So and you got parkas on because it's drizzling? Parkas and a tube jacket. <laughs> <laughs> puffy. Puffy yeah. coats. They're wearing their Patagucci down in uh, South Beach. And their boots and their gloves. It's, 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 um, it's a little embarrassing, but hey, I have a hoodie on right now and a leather jacket, so I, I can say nothing to no one. But I look, I look, I look fabulous. There we go. I've been hanging out with the fabulous people. They've been hooking me up. That's what you do. Yeah, no. Hey, I, I hope to get a haircut next week. They're going to make whatever the hell I got going on on top of my head turn that into stylish. God, I love this place. I, there's something specifically. That is some red hair right there. I love that. Thank you. Um, uh oh, yeah, Jerry's, right Jerry's talking to the folks on the street again. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we yeah, go. No. But um, that's my natural personality, anyway. Robin, I gotta thank you for helping me be a, a good ally. I re- from the bottom of my heart, because um, obviously I had a, a head full of evangelical, and then uh, another hemisphere full of. Uh, Caribbean, Jamaican bullshit, and just hearing you talk, I, I have two, one uh, associate and, and uh, one almost friend who are trans, and I know how not to say anything stupid, which I'd pay money for that. You know, just in adult life, not to say anything stupid is, is a superpower or hurtful. And, and how to show non-sexual interest, that, that, that's a superpower as well. Just interested in who they are as people. Thank you, Robin. 
No, my 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 pleasure. I don't I don't know that I, I don't know that I taught you anything. I just yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I met you as Bob, and now you're Roxanne. So that's two names away, and I and I and it makes sense. So if if um if somebody makes fun of somebody's friends, I'm in the middle of that argument with 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 knuckles up and and elbows flapping. And if I meet somebody trans, I can look them in the eyes and not stare at what I think is wrong with them. And speaking speaking of which, um, I got my I got my booster today. I'm excited about that. And nicely done, Robin. And it was nice when they when they called me to the door. Um, said Roxanne, Roxanne. I was like, yeah, that's me. Hi. It's just one of those nice little euphoria moments. And I have been... If you're going to go by Roxanne, you need to put a red light in your window. Don't you start. <laughs> uh, I, already get, I already get sung to enough as it is. I can imagine. No, remember, it's, you don't have to turn on the red light. I don't have well, to do that. Well, that's true, no. but yeah. you could do it and defy the song. Defy Sting. <sighs> but I'm uh, not even sore at the injection site. Yay. And for anybody who hasn't done it yet, uh, this was just a little trick I learned, I think, with the first booster. Uh, about two hours before you're due to get the shot, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, and knock down around a quart of Gatorade and all the water you can hold, and then just it, it, keep hydrating, keep hydrating, keep hydrating, and maybe you won't. And it, I haven't, I haven't had much problem with them. So, fingers crossed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back for flu and. Uh, I've heard mixed messaging about the RSV vaccine, but we had such a scare last year with little Junebug. I feel like it's incumbent upon me to get it. How's your family in um, Tennessee? Is it Tennessee or Alabama? No, it's, it's Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Uh, How's that going? Well, uh, the littlest bit is a little over. Well, let's see. She's one month and she's one month and two weeks old. And she's just she's just a, she's just a little pixie, and a crier or a sleeper. A little of both, a little of both. Okay. Um, she's a Scorpio. Oh yeah, yeah, she's a Scorpio. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was that? The first? I'm sorry, what? Her birthday was the first, right? Yeah, the seventh. Yeah, first of November. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's a Scorpio. Y'all, y'all have your hands full. Well, and I was reborn as a Scorpio. That's, you know what? You're right. You still got a little uh, Aquarius on the edges, but uh, little... yeah. The, and uh, let's see. Uh, what is uh, what's June the sixth? That and and what I was going to say, the little June bug. She's probably, you know she's a little a little over year and a half, and. 
she's a chunk. She's she's a year and a half and a toddler. She's eighteen months in like three year old clothing. I don't mean the clothing's three year old. I mean clothing for three year olds. Oh my gosh! And oh, she's such a little ginger. She looks so much like her daddy. And she's got the blue eyes. Oh, I'm a. Hmm. You know, I I don't want this to come across as dark or anything, but she should probably think twice about getting pregnant in that state again. Um. Yeah. Well, I think that this is this is the uh, this is the last done? one. Yeah. The, this is yeah. Because yeah. this last. I'm one dead is... serious about that. It's it's a scary proposition to get pregnant in a red state. Uh, West Virginia is no different. We're that bad too. Although there was some good news out of Ohio, Ohio today, the Buckeye State. Uh, Ohio clinics are now suing the state of Ohio for the state of Ohio to strike down every abortion restricting law that they have passed in uh, that that maggot legisla- legislature has passed because they say that the constitutional amendment that was passed in November invalidates and makes unconstitutional all of those laws no that's good and now, now pe- is there state supreme court all maggoty yeah yeah. But their hands are kind of tied. Will of the people and all of that. Uh, because that amendment specifically ensures access to abortion as well as other forms of reproductive care. And it went into effect last week. Hmm. Now, what other people, what people are waiting on now is to find out if Mike DeWino who, you know, was once known as a pragmatic conservative, whatever that means. But people are waiting to see if he's going to sign the, uh, basically the death warrant for trans kids in Ohio. Because the... What's the the skinny on that? Well, I mean, the the legislature passed a ban on... uh, Access by trans kids to gender affirming health care. The only caveat being that kids that are already on it get to stay on it, but if a kid is, you know, hanging by a thread, and well, according to the Republicans in the legislature in Ohio, fuck them. The problem is it passed uh, in. Puberty blockers, Robin? Pardon? That would include puberty puberty blockers. Yes, that ban includes. Yes, yes. I don't know what that is. That's not me. No, it's not me. No, that's Jerry. No, that was me. There was somebody walking by with music. I'm the topic. What do you want? Sorry. No worries. Yeah, understood. Yeah, when it gets when it gets noisy like that, Jerry, just kind of mute and then come back. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I saw uh, I, I saw Steve in New York pop in. And then pop out. I don't know. I don't know if he's still here or not. Emilio's. Hello. Here. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Yeah, I yes. hear you. Yeah, yes, there you Steve. are, Steve. Yeah. I, if I pop in and out, please understand. I'm down in the West Village tonight. Um, so. 
a lot of people around, a lot of a lot of beeping and buzzing and whatnot. So if it if it gets too noisy, please tell me, and I will just drop off. What takes What know. takes you to the What takes you to the West Village? Well, I had to go get some uh, new meds to a uh, pharmacy down here because I'm crazier and a batshit. I'm I'm batshit crazy. Um, yeah. You know what? And there's a lot of shit going on down I here. Do there's like- a really good beer bar that. I get to about once every six months. Um, yeah, because you were warning away, uh, warning me away from uh, making Rudy Giuliani live on uh, on top of a subway grate in a refrigerator box in Hell's Kitchen. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to I wanted to be in the Rambles because I was in the Rambles one time, and I won't kid you, it was actually a little scary. Um, but in any event, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of in a tailspin right now emotionally. Um, trying to get out of where I am. Trying to get out of a uh, practice with a partner who, when I tried to tell him the way he talks to me, he told me to go fuck myself. So I was like, okay, um, I can clearly see that this isn't going anywhere. Uh, so yeah, but um, can't wait next week. I will be off to Canada on the 21st. Um, I'm just anxious for for the primarily to be with my partner and be present um, and help him. I'm not going to get into details, but you know what I'm talking about, Robin. Yes, I do. Um, he's taken it very, very tough. It's been very difficult. Um, he had been with uh, his little four-legged friend for 14 years. Oh no! Yeah, since she was a, since she was a just a kitten. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I've had to put a little one down like that. And it's just, I, you know what? There, there really aren't words. Um, no, there aren't. There aren't. And so, you know, I don't want—I don't want to be a downer here. But I just want to come on and. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit weird. Um, say hello to everybody. And say hello to Roger. Yes, Roger, you and I uh, are at loggerheads a lot, but I respect the fact that you give me all kinds of information about shit that I would have no other uh, person or resource to to consult. So you're the shit when it comes to an awful lot of stuff. It's just entertainment. No, but no, no, no. I'm going to disagree with you vehemently there. It's not entertainment. You know a lot about shit that a lot of people don't know anything about. And I want to recognize that that fact that you know a lot about shit that few people know something about. And it's useful shit. And it's useful shit, too. And it's useful shit. You know what? On a very simple note, I had some butter in my fridge today, and I didn't know it was there. And I I had it in a container, and I looked at it, and it had little, like, what looked like mold on it. And I looked at my 
WWRD. What would Roger do? What would Roger do? I'm serious. I'm serious. That's funny. I'm serious. And I threw it away because I thought, you know what? You know, I can cut that part off that looks to have the mold. But I remember what Roger said, how deep it goes into it. I'm like, "Eh, I'm not going to take a chance. So I want you to know, Roger, you you uh, you had an impact on this on this crazy gay dude in New York who sometimes he thinks he's right. and Everybody else is wrong. I just want you to understand what an impact you've had on me regarding a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's awfully. As I say, thank you. That's awfully kind of you, Steve. Man, there's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of goodwill here. Uh, In fact, I had a note over on Threads. um, Roger, you're the shit. Seriously, I learn something every time you talk. uh, I don't. If you're. uh, uh, if you're on Threads, you can follow me at Robin Roxanne W V R O B Y N R O X A N N E W V. And Audrey uh, made a comment, and it's just such a it's, it, it's such a lovely sentiment. Audrey said, "There's nothing quite like the horn. It's three hours of always interesting discussion. Calls from the many familiar listeners, supporters. I highly recommend that people of like minds tune in." People who are concerned about the future of the country. Thank you for that, Audrey. That that means so very much to me. It genuinely does. And just to add to that, like if people want to know what that what's going to happen three months, six months, nine months, twelve months down the road, then tune into this program. Well, I mean, we do have a track record, you know. Yep. Let's just hope that come this time next year we're having a very good conversation because we're celebrating another victory. Yes. Yeah, I'd love that a lot. I would like. I would like. I would like. Well, uh, I, I never. I will never forget what Robert Byrd said to me oh so many years ago. There's only two ways to run a run an election campaign: unopposed and scared to death. So I guess we're just going to stay scared to death for about. Oh, what? Forty-eight more weeks. Yeah, and because you know the maggots are going to do what the maggots going to do. Um, so that's around thirty to thirty-five percent of the country of the voters. Hopefully, they'll get disheartened and stay home, or not participate participate in any vote by mail scams or absentee ballot scams oh for RFK Jr. yeah uh, you know maybe uh, maybe maybe take your trump vote and vote for rotted fk he hates so vaccines get the vaccine out of you yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> we'll protect you although i saw a story yesterday saying that joe to the mansion born has said that Starting in January, he's going to travel the country trying to find the... And I mentioned this on because he said, you know, oh, I'm politically... I'm, I'm homeless, politically. I, and I think he added that politically at the end there because he realized that people go, Motherfucker, you live on a yacht. You're not homeless. You've got a Maserati. 
And every time I hear Maserati, I hear Sammy Hagar saying, a Maserati, a Maserati, a Maserati. Remember that? Was that yeah, Sammy Hagar? Vaguely. Was that Sammy Hagar? Was that Montrose? Was that when he was with Montrose? Maybe. Does that sound right? God, you're testing me. You're testing me tough, Robin. But so he's going to travel the country trying to find the same middle, the Americans who just want Joe Manchin to be president. And and Bishop Willard binders full of women. Uh, Romney said. Uh, somebody asked him if he would vote for Joe Biden over Trump, and he said, the Joe I want to vote for is Joe Manchin. Oh, God. He's drinking that Kool-Aid? Give him some of that Jim Jones stuff. Or the flavor. Jesus, God. So God gross. Damn it. Mittens. Ugh. I mean, he wants to save the country, but not if it means voting for Joe Biden, right? That's not going to save the country. No. Of course, I can't. I, I mean, are, 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 are really though. Let's have a conversation here, Christopher. Are there really American voters out there who are like, "Well, you know, I was going to vote for Joe Biden until Joe Manchin got in the race." Really? That's a stupid meter. Like, I mean, eleven. How 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 many fifths of Old Panther piss do you have to drink <laughs> through a fucking swirly straw to get to? I'd rather vote for Joe Manchin than Joe Biden. I mean, how far down, flush down the memory hole is 2000? Or hell, for that matter, 1980, John Anderson, right? Yeah. I mean, 2000. And then 2016, right? It goes hey, on you left and on. Hey, you left out Ross P. Rot. Well, he, yeah, he gave it to, to, to Bill. Yeah, he gave it to Clinton. He did. It worked the other way that one time. But Joe, Joe Manchin is seriously going to run against Biden? He Well, he's going on a, a, a whisper tour or some bullshit, yeah. right, to find the, the forgotten middle, right? Oh, God. What a bunch of horse shit. Oh, Joe, Joe Manchin is step on a, a leg, though. I really do. <laughs> oh, those hurt. <laughs> That's me. Wait a minute. Jerry, did you say you <laughs> hope he steps on a Lego? <laughs> That's really mean. Yeah, right, right in the right in the ten right in the tender part of the foot. Yes. Not on one of not on one of those tough hobbit parts. Yeah, not the heel. The heel's not going to do anything. Got to get it. Do you think? Do you think when Trump heard about the hundred and forty-three million dollar payout, you did that? What do you call it? A uh, bile watering. Um, I think he had a ketchup uh, tantrum. That's what I'm guessing. And little Baron's riding around on the big wheel. Red Ram! Red Ram! Look at at his new scheme to sell off his suit with fake trading cards. Oh, I know. He knows he's going to lose everything he has. How many little pieces? How big of a piece are we talking? Not that I want to, not that I, I care to know, really, but just curious. Truth be told, he probably paid one of his stooges to go to the cheapest fabric store, even cheaper than Joanne Fabrics, and buy a roll that looks like his suit, and then cut it off of that. It's not a real suit. Right. Maybe it's one of, like, the 25 that Bannon always walks around with. 
25 what? Bannon always has the exact same thing on. I've never seen Bannon wear anything different. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't wear a suit. It's, it's the exact same shirt. I, I recognize the stains now at this point. Oh. And y'all, we uh, we are at uh, well, t- we're twenty minutes into the third hour of the program because we don't do time checks here anymore because people listen at all. But we're a goose. Think- we are a goose egg at thirteen forty-five. And hey, Robin, yeah. Carla's taking a big chunk out of my uh, expenses, but put me down for ten. I, I can well, go thank you, 10. Christopher. That means that there's fifteen to go on. Uh, on on Ralph's uh, judgment against Rudy challenge, and that'll get us down to twelve ninety five. If we could finish funding for Monday, that would be great. Uh, God, if we could do Tuesday. I mean, it's the middle of the month, and the middle of the month always gets brutal. And again, I've got this crazy notion that I'd like to try to get health care. Say what, Robin. If you can tie tonight's conversation in ancient Greek in the room, I'll send in 20 bucks. Wait, what? Oh, God. If I can you do... If you can tie in this conversation in ancient Greek in ancient Rome, I'll send in 20 bucks. Okay. Just imagine Steve Bannon in a toga. How's that? Does that count? No, that's disgusting. It's even worse. <laughs> I should, you should pay me 20 bucks for that thought. <laughs> and Emilio jumped in, so thank you. That's 11 bucks to go now on Ralph's challenge. Thank you, Emilio. Oh, God, let's see. Um, mm. How about I pay you 20 bucks to take that thought back? Hey. You've been into the photo, that's scary. Come on now. Margaret, Margaret, Thatcher, nice Margaret Thatcher anymore. naked in a so- snowstorm. Margaret Thatcher naked Wait, in a what? snowstorm. Uh, no. Yeah, but see, I it got it got that. Steve Bannon in a toga out of your head in a, in a damn hurry, didn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'm joining in uh, uh, Donald Trump with Capitol. <laughs> I'll, and I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. No. Um, okay, Jeremy, you're a good sport anyway. So uh, Ralph's challenge is met, and we are now down to, let's see, um, uh, 1291. No. 1286. 1286. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, subject line, piece of suit. Personally, I'm saving up for when he offers a lock of that gorgeous strawberry blonde hair. Ugh, uh, strawberry blonde, oh. And, uh, and, and now that Ralph's challenge has been met, uh, uh, Matt said, uh, uh, put me down for $100. Call it the 45s a piece of suit challenge. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's terrific. So the... the uh, the uh, Matt's 45's p- a piece of suit challenge is on the table, uh, to the tune of a hundred bucks. If we can, if we can make that up, uh, Matt will add another fifty. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. The 45's a piece of suit challenge is on the table, 
and let's see, so 1286. Uh, that'll get it, if it's met, that'll get us down to 1086, 1036, 1036, uh, 30 years before the Norman Conquest. So 10 at 10. You know, when you have a puppy and things are eerily quiet, you're like, oh, shit, what is going oh, on? Oh, something, something bad's, bad's happening. happening, yeah. Yes, I'm going to go check. <laughs> I, I, think you, I think that's wise. There I'll never is he. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's laying down. Oh, yeah. No, Arlo's a good boy. Such a sweet boy, Arlo sure. is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when our first beloved doggy uh, together, uh, Miranda, I was a prosecuting attorney at the time and named the dog Miranda. Uh, uh, you know, Miranda writes and... But I actually named her after the uh, the, the uh, ingenue in the Tempest. She was a yellow lab, and she was so smart and such a doll. But early on, when she was just a tiny puppy, she decided that she wanted a snack. And for her snack, she had Annette's favorite pair of Italian pumps. Oh, Annette was not happy. Ugh. I can remember Miranda, love you, bad girl, bad. And she'd just look up at you out of that, that, that yellow lab face with those big brown eyes and that pretty little pink nose and go, What, Mommy? It was tasty. And so <laughs> Shadow will come into the bedroom and he'll kind of look down there at the end of the bed and I'll, Do not even look at those cowboy boots. Don't you dare. Cowgirl boots. So far, so good. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Christopher. The Kong is awesome. Yeah, I know I've got one laying. Nyla Bone makes one. Um, Shadows too. The Nyla Bone one is glossy with bumps, and the 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 other one I can't remember who made it, but it's got grooves and little like rubber, not spikes, but you know, more than a bump little points so he can kind of like work his teeth in the grooves and apparently it's terribly satisfying I wouldn't know I've never chewed one either nope oh by the way oh yeah I just saw that uh so out in Iowa, I don't know if Billable's listening, but uh, out in Iowa, in the state capital, this being the holiday season at all, and all, and sauce for the goose being sauce for the gander, the Satanic Temple of Iowa sought the permission of Iowa state government and received permission from Iowa state government to put up a. Uh, a statue of their, well, deity or their avatar, what, you know, Baphomet, you know, the, the god with the goat's head and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, again, with the blessing of state government, because you can't let... All the, 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 the Catholics and the Baptists and the Methodists and the Episcopalians and the Presbyterians and the Lutherans and the 
apostolic holinesses and the Church of God and the Church of God of Prophecy. And it, you can't let them all run around putting up their, their, their Christmas decorations and the and the local synagogue putting up its menorah and stuff and then tell the, the Satanists that they can't put theirs up. Can't do that. Nope. So and they did. Jesus needs a friend. So they, they put it up. And along comes a uh, a veteran, uh, a conspiracy theorist, uh, a, a wackadoodle Republican, and he didn't just tear down the statue of Baphomet; he beheaded it. What? Yeah. My 35-year-old Michael Cassidy, charged with fourth-degree criminal mischief. Uh, the Satanic Temple said it was destroyed beyond repair. Uh, they set it up last week as an expression of religious freedom. Michael Cassidy said, yeah, I tore it down because it was extremely anti-Christian. And the uh, maggot governor of Iowa, Kim Rendell, said it was absolutely objectionable. So no charges, I assume. No, no, fourth degree, fourth degree criminal mischief. Nice, oh, nice, good charge. Ooh, that's good. And uh, Kim Reynolds said, uh, "Join me in praying over the Capitol, please." And uh, the Satanic Temple said, "Said uh, Happy Holidays, Hail Satan." And see, the Satanic Temple, it, you know, it's not about evil or wickedness. It's they're actually an extremely um, secular outfit that says, you know, we live by reason. And yeah, separation of church and state. Separation of thing. church and state. Uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, kind of like there's no America without it. Right. Exactly. So, dude just uh, lost his shit. Meanwhile, uh, Kinky Go-Go kinky Boots, uh, Monkey Up DeClantis, is trying to turn it into a campaign issue. Ugh. And so, uh, Monkey Up is saying that the fact that there was a, a satanic temple display in the Capitol was, wait for it, Nitwit Nero's fault. Republicans are divided over a new satanic temple holiday display in the state Capitol building. Governor Kim Reynolds, who has endorsed you, she says it is, quote, absolutely objectionable, but, quote, in a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech, unquote. Some Republicans are calling for it to come down what do you think? Should that display be allowed in the Capitol? So it's interesting. I, I, I heard this, and then I was like, well, how did it get there? Is that even a religion? And lo and behold, the Trump administration gave them approval to be under the IRS as a religion. So that gave them the legal ability to potentially do it. So I don't know what the legislature, what they have, they analyzed it, but it very well may be because of that ruling under Donald Trump. Oh, did you hear his little voice crack? Because of that ruling? 
Oh, that's okay. You'll be you'll be you'll be a grown you'll be a grown up boy someday, monkey up. Uh, no, the the Trump administration had no choice because every religion is protected in this country. It's apparently difficult to get a maggot to understand that. And make no mistake, monkey up is still a maggot, but it's not a real religion, right? That they may have had a legal leg to stand up. My view would be that's that's not a religion that the founding fathers were trying to create. Um, but I do think that IRS ruling. Uh, I was really surprised to see that they did that. So so just just not correcting you, but just uh, the the context of that is the Satanic Temple applied for tax exempt status, and the IRS did grant it in 2000. 19, that doesn't necessarily mean the government supports it, but they did grant it. No, 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 yeah, exactly, but they, they recognized it as a religion, because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't have been able to do it. I don't think that was the right decision. As a religion, that's wrong. But you think they should take it down in the Capitol? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think if, if they're going to get sued on it, uh, I think yeah, I think I think you fight that fight, but I think it may be, and I don't know how the legislature analyzed it. It very well may be because of that ruling, they feel that they may may lose. So I don't I don't know what they did to do it, but yeah, I I don't uh, in Florida, I don't think we probably would have had it up. Let's bring. Yeah, because the Constitution of the United States doesn't apply to Florida. Uh, what are <laughs> religious nuts gonna stop the relation between their Lucifer? And the Satanic Church is Lucifer. Two different entities. The Lucifer of the Satanic Church worships is Lucifer, the light bringer, the morning star. It's not the Satan of mythology. It's totally different. Oh, no, no. The devil, the devil with the horns and the cloven hooves and the tail. That's just Dionysus. Okay? Yeah, they're all stolen things, but they. This isn't, this is, this is a, this is a struggle between, you know, and Nietzsche talked about the difference between, uh, Di- uh, Dionysian cults and uh, Apollonian cults. Uh, Dionysian are, pa- you know, they're passionate. Uh, Apollonians are cool. And what's funny, though, is that the Satanic Temple people are the cool, rational ones, whereas the formerly Apollonian Christians are the ones that are rolling around on the floor and uh, juggling snakes. Are we ever going to get back to a, um, I guess this is the new norm, so maybe we won't, maybe I'm some own question, but ever get back to a normal time where the Christians aren't always being persecuted, then the bastardization that came out is that the Republicans say they're being persecuted by the Democrats because they're Republicans. I've heard that excuse from everything that I can imagine, and this week it even came to, we have a case here in this state with the sheriff last year. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, kicked a man who was handcuffed. And he stood up in the in our, in our house and said he's being persecuted by Democrats, not because he was wrong, but because he's a Republican. And the whole sheriff's organization this week asked him to resign. He said he will not. He'll be fired eventually. But again, he's going to make this one sting as long as he can because he's being persecuted because he's a Republican. Uh, it was funny because he committed a, an offense and a crime, basically. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, the odious... Trump spokes creep Stephen Chung uh, said a statement to the Des Moines Register after Monkey Up blamed Trump for the Satanic Temple display and said, and you have to do this in the Trump voice, Ron DeSanctis has a lot of opinions on religion for a man who doesn't even own his own Bible. 
this is a sad attempt by a dying candidate in the last throes of his failed campaign, so he's resorting to blatant lies and outright, outright falsehoods that will finally put an end to his disastrous run. And so, trying to make some hay out of this, Monkey Up now says that he is fully supportive of the man who committed a crime decapitating the statue. Monkey Up said, Satan has no place in our society and should not be recognized as a religion by the federal government. I'll chip in to contribute to this veteran's legal defense fund. Good prevails over evil. That's the American spirit. God, the, 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 it's not just the hypocrisy. It's the outright stupidity. They don't even have enough common sense to realize when they're being punked. And they are. They're being punked. Uh, this, I mean, this, this clown, this Mike Cassidy... He's a god warrior. Yeah. And of course they're they're raising money for his legal defense now. Hmm. Uh, the man with the largest head uh, biggest, Maybe he can get start a trading card. Yeah, the man with the biggest, emptiest head in the world, Charlie Kirk, jumped in and said Michael Cassidy just beheaded a monument to Satan inside inside the Iowa State Capitol. The Satanic Temple of Iowa is pressing charges and Cassidy is facing fourth-degree criminal mischief. Turning Point USA is proud to pledge $10,000 to his legal defense fund. Wow. You get the idea that maybe the Satanic Temple made that statue, statue to be destroyable? And, uh, Cassidy said, I'm a Christian. I could not allow that to happen in my state capital. Overwhelmed by the support I've received so far, thank you. People have been asking me, and yes, the below Give, Send, Go link is legitimate. God bless America. More to follow tomorrow. We're going to win. Truly humbled by y'all's support. God, they're so easy to grift. We raised $20,000 we were looking for in just a couple hours. I directed the campaign to be paused. We have enough for now. Well, this all goes back to... Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. This all, go, this all goes back to how clearly our founding fathers wrote we are a Christian nation and only a Christian nation. We cannot accept any other religions whatsoever. Only Jesus. Not They're treating this maggot like he's he was Beowulf and slaying the Grendel. Grendel, dragon. yeah. <laughs> Grendel's dam. Robert, oh, thank I you, uh, thank you to Jude. Thank you very kindly. Uh, Jude jumped in on Matt's uh, 45s a piece of suit challenge. Jude says she's feeling a little under the weather, honey. I hope you get to feel uh, feeling better real soon. Thank you, Jude. Oh, so we've got uh, we got sixty four dollars to go on the. Uh, 45's a piece of suit challenge. We got about 20 minutes to do that, and that would it, that'll get that'll get Monday funded, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ten get us down to 10:36. Uh, oh, Robin. Yes, Ben. 
I just seen something very, very dark and interesting on Twitter. Do tell. Apparently, a new video has come out about Kennedy, and which one shows JFK, and it shows the driver shooting Kennedy. Oh, oh stop it! Yes, I'm serious. I don't care. That no. That no. could be doctored. Maybe that's an AI thing. Yeah, that's a deep fake. That sounds like a deep fake AI thing. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. So it sounds like they clipped out something from The Godfather. Oh right, or Pulp Fiction. And remember the remember, remember the, the Secretary of State of West Virginia, who's running for governor now, says that uh, the 2020 election was stolen by the CIA. Really? That's a new one. The CIA. I thought it was the FBI. Wait, I thought it was the Illuminati. Wait, I thought it was the Bohemian Grove. Wait, I thought it was the Jews. Wait, I thought it was the Black Lives Matter. Wait, wait I thought it was the Antifa. It's, it's it weird. How are we ever going to sort Lindbergh all this baby. out? <laughs> yeah. Who's got the Lindbergh baby? Yeah, I mentioned Kim Reynolds there in Iowa. Of course, she she endorsed Monkey Up, so... She is dead to nitwit Nero once he gets the nomination. Like many Iowans, I find the satanic temple's display in the Capitol absolutely objectionable. In a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech, and I encourage all those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the, the nativity scene that will be on display, the true reason for the season. Actually, Kim, you fucking idiot. The reason for the season is the solstice, the winter's solstice, which was the cause of all the celebrations early on because it meant that the sun that had been dying had been reborn. The sun is born, right? God, these people make me bananas. But uh, bearing that in mind... Just a little reminder. Um, Nitwit Nero, uh, and this from a, a Rolling Stone article. They inter uh, Rolling Stone reporters interviewed a number of different sources. After Nitwit Nero said, I'll be a dictator on day one. Uh, people close to him are saying that uh, he's talking about deploying hundreds of thousands of troops near the Mexican border and putting up concentration camps. And he actually wants to invade Mexico. And, of course, most of this shit is springing from the fetid fever swamp of uh, screaming memes that slosh around betwixt the ears of Stephen Miller. Are we even sure Trump even knows where Mexico is? He probably thinks yeah. it was that place he went and threw the paper towels at everybody. 
should get together. What, what's her face? Uh, I can't hit Haley and talk about Bonolo or something like that. Bonolo. <laughs> to be more, more entertaining. Look, there's Maybe. many Mexicos, okay? There's Colombian Mexico, real Mexico, Guatemalan Mexico, okay? All Mexico. Emilio, wait. That you, was great. You may have a better nitwit Nero than me. Yeah, there's that. Not bad. There's that. Peric, Not bad. There's that. There's that. Uh, there, there's that Guayanian Mexico, the Guarana Mexico. You know, there's that Guarana Mexico in the, inside those energy drinks that the the hip kids are all drinking now. Uh, I just use Adderall. I do a few rails every day. There's the back Guano Mexico. There's the, there's the El Salvador I Mexico. Thought, the Argentina I Mexico. That was Emilio, Jerry. That was, that was Emilio's. Emilio. Yeah, Fallon. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I posted the flying spaghetti monster in the chat. Where? Why the fuck is he in? Is he in? Is not represented in Iwija. Well, I mean, can you imagine, uh, and, you know, Randy Radar said the Mexico thing's old news, but it's not old news because it's being fleshed out. Um, one of the sources, uh, mute, mute Jerry, um, said, uh, I've heard anywhere between 100,000 to 300,000 from President Trump, Stephen Miller, and others on what may be required to get the job done right. There are differences of opinion on how many you would actually need, and everyone has their own ideas. Nothing is set in stone. And so then Monkey Up had to say, I will send tropes to the border, too, and they'll all have white go-go boots. White hoods and white go-go boots to match. Very nice. Fashionable. What's well, 300,000 troops? Mexico, Mexico City has 25 million people. Wow. Don't, 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 don't confuse things. Wow. Oh, and uh, just, just, to, just to flesh out some, yep. uh, we've got another, we got another uh, this day in January 6th. Anthony Sargent, aged 47, could be seen on video repeatedly hurling a rock at uh, the doors of the of the of the capitol and urging people to 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 break in he uh, physically separated a law enforcement officer and prevented the officer from apprehending the rioter and today he got sent up the river for 5 years should have been 10 or 20 seems light yeah, Anthony Sargent entered his guilty plea previously for to uh, civil disorder and six misdemeanors. And he said, uh, oh, I was trying to help the police when I threw that rock. U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich said, uh, to say he broke glass to get inside the Capitol to help people, I'm not buying that story at all. 
Uh, by the way, yeah, member of the Proud Boys, of course. Yeah, you know, hey, man, I was just uh, threw that rock through your windshield so I could fix your car radio. Breaking news, breaking news. Matthew Perry doubted Johnny. Matthew Perry doubted Johnny from Academy. Yes, I know. What? Yeah, Matthew Perry uh, OD'd on ketamine. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he, he OD'd on uh, 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 water. The ketamine didn't do it. He uh, he K-holed in the hot tub, so he drowned. He lost muscle control. If he was in a bed, he'd still be alive. Yeah, jeez. Uh, by the way, though, I, I said should have been ten. The um, this was this was a little bit out of character because for once the the judge departed upward instead of downward. The prosecutors had a- only asked for forty six months in in the stir, but Judge Friedrich said, "Nah, we're going to make it a nice even sixty months." Still seems a little light. Hey, Robin, I have a uh, an idea for you. Uh, next time you bring up uh, one of these January sixth uh, maggot monsters, can you start it with? Um, and the next contestant, come on down. <laughs> Go on you're up. You're the next contestant. The river. <laughs> you're, the, <laughs> you're the next contestant on the price ain't right. Start, start paddling, maggot. I, uh, hey, I have something to bring up here. Here's your barbed wire canoe. Well, let me, let, okay, let me just remind folks, because there's only about 10 minutes left in the program. Um, we have, uh, let's see, four, 60 bucks to go on Matt and San Francisco's 45's a piece of suit challenge. That's still a quality challenge name, absolutely. Uh, 60 bucks to go, 6 at 10, 10 at 60, or 10 at 6, uh, 1 at 60, 2 at 30. Uh, somebody at, you know, 300 and what, never mind. Um, just trying to get trying to get us funded and, uh, honestly, trying to get health insurance and pay the light bill and pay the Internet bill and pay the phone bill. <sighs> it gets wearisome. Uh, you were going to say, you, know, sca- you were going to say South Beach, Jerry, are you are you are you permanently de-scared? Uh, no, it, it's a transition. You understand transition. I, it, so. Yes, I, I do. I understand transition. It's a journey. I'm, I'm it's working a, on it. It's, it's a journey. It's a goal. It's not a, it's not a, de- it's not a, uh, a destination yet. I am really mad at the Republicans what they did They de-anonymized it. In, in the room, that is the worst thing you can do. They say it every day. They go, who you see here? Stacy. In fact, I saw a famous football coach. I can't tell you the news. How about that? Might have even held up a trophy or two. But I can't. See how that works? Yeah. Well, we've got uh, we've got another Mark Wayne Mullen sighting, y'all. And this time, and he, and he, and he went on Newsmuck. Because they do that, um, and he kind of he kind of took a steamer on the House's impeachment fantasies. This is kind of fun. 
Now, remember, Mark Wayne will come across the table and take his rings off because the little guy likes to fight. I, I, I really, I, I think, I think Sean Fain would have, uh, or uh, no, not Sean Fain. Um, Sean, what O'Brien is it with the Teamsters? Probably would have made short work of Mark Wayne, but uh, just the same. Got to hope that the House puts together an airtight case for you. Well, Rob, one thing that we've asked for during this impeachment inquiry, that uh, that the House will send us a solid case. Listen, the inquiry doesn't mean that they're going to impeach the president. All that means is they have access to the records the White House and the Biden family hasn't been given us. Remember, when this investigation first started, it was the Biden family did nothing wrong. Now they're starting to say that uh, Joe Biden didn't do anything wrong. They're saying that the, that Hunter Biden's business deals aren't attached to, uh, to to President Biden. When we know they are, there was over 50 shell companies, and uh, there's a numerous bank records that we've been able to get from Hunter Biden but every time we've tried to get something from the White House from uh, on Joe Biden, the DOJ, which is ran by, obviously, Joe Biden, has said that uh, without impeach impeachment inquiry, they're not they're not obligated to give it to us. So once we start this process, the one thing that the, the Republican um, uh, senators have told the House, which is what we've told the House, is give us an airtight case yeah. because we don't want to play politics with impeaching a president like the Democrats did with, with Trump. So if they send us a case, make sure it's convictable. And, and, and the bar is real high. There's no question about it. It's got to be a misdemeanor, high crime, or treason. And the other bar it has to commit, be committed while he was in office, the current office he holds. So what he did as a vice president, what he did in between the two, um, may not be impeachable. Okay, so do you want this to make it to the Senate, or would you rather focus on other things? Because there is no, an argument out there, Senator, that this sure. could end up helping Joe Biden. You know, this, Rob, this it, it's done did, that in yeah. the past. It's helped candidates who are running for re-election. It could do that well, for Biden. This could backfire on Republicans. It could, but if it's an impeachable offense, if the President of the United States used his office to benefit him, uh, to to gain favor with other countries while they're actually paying him, um, that's a huge issue. That could lead to treason. Okay, if well, let me ask you this. If he committed a misdemeanor or a high crime or treason, yep. then we absolutely should convict him, regardless of the politics behind it. It's the law. You've talked to your colleagues on the left in the Senate. Yes. Is there any appetite for this with any Democrats that you know, even off the record? Otherwise, this is dead on arrival in the Senate in an election year. What's interesting about the, the Senate versus the House is the senators have a lot bigger area, a lot bigger state to cover. So they yep. cover blue parts of their uh, other state plus red parts. And, and when you talk to some more uh, moderate leaning senators, uh, they will tell you that if they if the House sends us over an airtight case that completely easily points to the president breaking the law in right. treason, misdemeanor, high crime, that they would try it just like they would any other case and go into it without a bipartisan look, but as a criminal look. Remember, okay, but, but Senator, senator just, just quickly. As a criminal look, uh, there's no way to make an impeachment trial criminal. Mark Wayne Mullen is sitting in the Senate of the United States and has no idea of how the Senate of the United States freaking works. Let's be clear. Not, not, not from a... Not from a bipartisan look, but from a criminal look. It's not how that's not how the trial of an impeachment works. 
And if the House sends over, uh, if the House sends over an impeachment that is absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bananas, the Senate still has to deal with it. And Mark Wayne doesn't seem to understand that it takes a two-thirds majority to remove the President of the United States from office upon trial of a char of an impeachment. God bless America. This guy knows as much about the law as Trump does about uh, double jeopardy, thinking that the House and the Senate are like law enforcement, and he can't be tried again for that by federal law enforcement. That's how numbnuts this is. I mean, we're, we're past not understanding Civics 101. We're at Civics 101 doesn't matter, and these people are drop-dead stupid. And just because we're right at the end of the program, y'all, if we could just bring in that last 60 bucks, it would be so helpful. I'm so sorry for asking, but it's what's kept this program on the year, on the air for 20 years. And it's a creepy thing to go without health insurance. Um, or, you know, sweat the bills, for that matter. And this happens every month, Christmas and I'm sorry. Today. Throw up another 20 if someone can do another 40 or another 20 apiece to you. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Um, okay, so 40. Maybe that's easier. Hey, did y'all know that Megan McCain is John McCain's daughter? I, I, it's, 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 a, it's a secret. Don't, every, don't, don't, don't give it away. But Megan McCain is John McCain's daughter. And now she's saying she's going to... She's going to sue the panelists. She's going to sue the panelists on the View, where she used to be one of the co-hosts. Yeah. Um. Because they had a conversation about Hunter Biden, and Anna Navarro, a Republican, said, "Look." Did Hunter Biden influence Peddle on his last name? Yes, he did. So did half of Washington. People sitting at this table did it. And Elisa Farrah Griffin, who had been in, uh, in, in the Maggot administration, said, Who do you mean? Um, n n nobody who's presently on the panel did that. Now, at no point in time was Meghan McCain's name even mentioned. But sitting at home, Megan stewing in her own uh, in, in, in her in, in her own butt hurt, said, "I don't understand why my former colleagues at the View bring me up and slander me on an almost weekly basis. It's been years. Move on. I have. I I don't think she has. I've never been accused of a crime in my life, and I'm a patriotic American. I would never and have never influenced peddled in my life, let alone with foreign adversaries." Not all politicians' children are the same. And I'm no Hunter Biden. I'm John McCain's daughter. All, okay, I did that part. All accusations are absurd, defamatory, and slanderous. I will be consulting my lawyers. Jay uh, Noble Daggett of uh, Yale County in Arkansas. I will be consulting my lawyers regarding what was libeled against me on The View this morning. Honey, they didn't say your name. Why are you confessing? Oh, well. well, I wish her good luck, because habana, 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 
uh, Esquire for the parking garage has her hands full already. Yep. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, let me see here. Uh, How many books did she sell? Like five? Both of them? Both of them? <laughs> <laughs> and they're only there to keep the bookshelf, uh, one of the shelves, from wobbling. Oh, and hey, we are now down to ten... One second, ten... Ten sixteen. Thank you, Kevin, in Massachusetts. Kevin, thank you so much, and thank you, Jeremy. So we are... Yeah, uh, ten sixteen. that means that uh, we're done with Monday, and we are $116 from done with Tuesday. So thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Um... And uh, thank you, Jeremy, for making it. Well, you set it up so we got down to 1016. Thank you. And uh, Steve in New York left the uh, conversation, but he said, uh, a very Merry Christmas to you all, because the next time I engage will be after Christmas, because I head to Ottawa for Christmas on 1221. Be well, everyone. Indeed. Stay warm, Steve. Uh, happy holidays, Steve. And I hope uh, you and your beloved can have a warm and wonderful time together in this holiday season. God, God damn you, Steve. I'm reporting you to Bill O'Reilly. After the show ends, I'm ready to report about you. Your war on Christmas. Pushing it like that on us. God damn it. I wonder if Bill Traitor! Traitor! I wonder if Bill O'Reilly uh, just wears a Santa suit because you know he can be Santa because he's white. Steve will know. I'm just yeah. joking, saying this, but the first thing I thought of was that clip that Stephanie Miller plays with that lady saying, "Look at what the homosexuals have done to me." <laughs> That's all I could think of. Oh yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Nah, we'll save that for more in Monday. But that's pretty much it for this Friday on the Front Porch. Um, I hope it, well, anybody got any great weekend plans? Work. Well, Christmas cookies tomorrow morning, then work. I'm going to make a great, uh, uh, I've been thinking about it all week just because it's, this is the perfect time of year for it. I'm going to do a nice pan of cornbread tomorrow. And I'm going to make a big pot of just classic Appalachian potato soup. Mm. My only excitement was I got up super early to rent a trailer. And I went and picked up my sled, brought it to the dealership, dropped it off, and he said, do you have an appointment? I said no. He said, well, you wanted to call ahead because we're booking out till January 1st. And I looked at the door I said, well, can I leave it here because it's not going to sit on my lawn and go back in the shed? He said, well, I guess so. Preferably not, but since you're in a trailer, at least keep it here. So that was my excitement. I get to wait till January 1st to even think about snowmobiling, which doesn't matter because it's going to be 55 and rain here all Sunday. Beautiful. Well, it's supposed wow. to rain here Sunday, and then it uh, breaks up a little bit on Monday. Um, I should probably not say this, but I'm going to say this because it doesn't. you get to wait Christmas again. I'll be mad. I really will. Um It's almost like a Christmas miracle. 
Your girl has a date this weekend. Ooh. Good for you, Robin. Hey. Good for you. I'm excited. Um, no, uh, I didn't read the full message earlier, but Jude would like for me to. She said, a little under the weather, or I would call in to join everyone, as I sense it would be an easy and comforting interchange. But soon, each are dear, those on the front porch, those emailing, and those listening. Take care. Peace. Jude. Thank you, Jude, and I, I sincerely do hope you get to feeling better. Zinc, fish oil, vitamin D, vitamin C, echinacea. Just push back against it, push back against it however you can, and please get to feeling better soon. Um, Randy Radar said, wait till the Dems go after the Trump offspring. <sighs> Devoutly to be wished. That would be a sweet and wonderful thing. Well, uh, I'm going to say thank you to everybody. Uh, Randy Radar, ever thought of the Batmobile in a rainstorm? Yeah, you know, it's never, it's never, never raining when, uh, at least in the original Bat, Batman TV series, when they go out in the bat. Because, and do you know that there were a couple of them built, and one of them lives, one one of the guys has, and he spent a fortune on it, lives down near somewhere near Ferg. And I actually was dri- driving along. It was one of those trips down there one weekend. Son of a, that's the Batmobile. And it turns out that it's it's the actual, real, no kidding, from the TV show, fully restored Batmobile. That's cool. And it looks every bit as cool as you think it does. It just it doesn't it doesn't have the actual afterburner in the back. That's the only thing it's lacking. Since you brought up Batman, I did see a dirty meme, and I have to... I, oh, oh, no, are we going to drive the, the program into the gutter this late? No, 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 we're not going to, because it's just a picture. It was a picture of Batman Robin in the original TV scale scaling a building using a rope. The only thing is, Robin is basically sitting in Batman's lap as they're climbing up the roof, side of the wall. It's things people never discussed about the original series of Batman. Like, you can imagine a board meeting. It going wasn't on dirty. It was just a CEO. picture of wording. It was still. It was. It was funny. You mentioned your girls have dirty words. It was still funny when they read it. It's still funny thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> That's because Steve says something about Merry Christmas to me. I'm getting them back. Okie doke. Last word, Jeremy. So uh, thank you again for the challenge to Ralphs, and thank you to uh, thank you thank you to Matt in San Francisco. Robin, you still there? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Are you there? Are you hearing me, or have I been shut down? Chris, walk away from the light. Wherever no. you are, step away from it. It's dangerous. I w- I'm I'm there. I guess uh, I'm not being heard. So we'll go ahead and close things out for this Friday on the front porch of the 15th day of December, 2023. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. We sure do need subscribers. If you'd like to help out, just set it and forget it. If you do that at, uh, via the PayPal button at headon.live, it comes out on the same day every month. And remember, a $10 subscription, wow, that sets you back a half a stick of chewing gum per program. Inflation is hell. 
Thanks to our a la carte contributors and our challenge makers. Um, oh, my, Matt adding to that. He also called him Boy Robin. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. This late in the program. You're not wrong, Matt. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger. I'm glad you enjoyed your days away. Thanks for being there this evening. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Remember, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And leave a comment for the Lonely Little Algorithms, and it'll help other people see what, what's going on here and bring more folks into the conversation. Tell your friends and neighbors what's going on here. We're pretty rare, really. Almost 20 years. Puts us up there with one, some of the oldest uh, progressive broadcasts in the country. Amazing, huh? And all without a single ad for Buy Gold Now or Bose Wave Radios. How about that? Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, thir- tw- oh, more than 20 years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Your girl got hers. Get your flu shot. Get your RSV. I'll be getting my flu shot soon. Don't got no RSV. Wear your mask in your in in larger groups, and especially if you're around maggots. They're a disease-bearing lot. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance, as Paul from Parts Unknown recommends. As best you can, especially in these winter months. And if uh, a guy with uh, greasy formula running down the side of his head steps out of a courtroom onto the sidewalk and comes towards you saying, I was going to tell the truth, but then they wouldn't let me. And I ain't speaking to my lawyer no more. I'm going to sue him. I'll avoid Rudy Giuliani like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.